Yeah, you sure you sure you're alright, man? Yeah, man, I'm alright, man. Huh? Long day, man. Long okay, day. okay, okay. Well, we we gonna go ahead and get into it, man. So, uh, the following announcement has been paid for by the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Alright man, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I'm your man, one more time in the building, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr., man. And it's your man Black, we back for another episode. Hey, we got a full house today, we got a full house today, um, we got my man's PJ in the building, um, he's gonna talk a little WWE with us, man, so we're gonna get into that in just a second, but um, we got my man's, he's been on the show a couple of times via phone call. You have heard us refer to him as Koppel, Tyrone Koppel, Far, Cedric Far, over and over and over again. But he is finally in the building, live in the flesh, in studio. We got my man's Mr. Cedric Far in here with the sports test today. Said, What's going on, man? How you feeling, bro? Feeling good, feeling good. We're glad to have you. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, I know you are. Uh, this is going to be fun because, you know, a lot of times he, he has to reply to us via Twitter. <laughs> But uh, he's here today, so it's, it's going to be a fun one. So we got a lot today, man. We got a lot we're going to get into today, man. We're going to get into some WWE, uh, a lot of WWE. Actually, man, some foolishness took place um, over the weekend. We're going to jump into that. We're going to talk some NBA. Uh, we're going to get into the James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo beef, man. We're going to play a soundbite uh, from Harden. We're going to talk Lakers, of course, above everything. We're going to talk Lakers. I want to talk a little about Russell Westbrook. This is the best basketball he's playing in his career mm. uh, over the since the All-Star breaking a little bit beforehand. We're going to talk about Russ. Talk about some NFL, the Combine. Uh, we're going to talk about the draft. We're going to get into the new CBA Um uh, information that's out there that the players are voting on, and a special video. Uh, we're gonna play with that. Uh, we're gonna talk a little boxing, a little UFC, a little high school basketball, and then we're gonna get out of here, man. We're gonna get out of here, man. So let's get going on uh, episode uh, 45 of the sports says. But first, Black, how you doing, man? You good, man? I'm good, man. You know, Can't I got to play, man. Happy to be back here on the sports desk for another episode, man. Absolutely, man. It don't get no better than this. It does not, man. I gotta, I gotta check on my mats. Make sure my dog is uh doing all right, man. So we're going to get into our sound of the week, Black. And um, this is going to set up for what we're going to talk about a little earlier. Now, last week, my mans was a little upset, man. What did you do in camp? <laughs> Boy, what? What did you do in camp? Boy, what? What did you do in camp? So that is a classic soundbite from my man's Black, referring to Deontay Wilder Jury, uh, Jr., Deontay Wilder Jr. and Tyson Fury 2 fight. But uh, Deontay Wilder felt the need to put out a video to address his uh, bomb squad nation. (laughs) And uh, I was not going to make this the sound of the week, but I was like, you know what? This is just too good. Me and Fred laughed at this video a thousand times today, you know, with this video. So I'm going to play the sound clip. 
from Deontay Wilder addressing his fans after the horrific beatdown he took just a week ago. So, uh, Mr. Wilder Hello, Jr. Hello, my people. My bomb squad army. My bomb squad nation. To all my loved ones around the world. <laughs> just want to let you know that I am here. Your king is here. And we ain't going nowhere. Guy, man. For the war has just begun. <laughs> I will rise again. I am strong. I am a king. They can't take my pride. I am a warrior. I'm a king that will never give up. <laughs> I'm a king that will fight to the death. <laughs> and if anyone don't understand that, oh, man. don't understand what it is to go to war. Don't understand what it is to fight. <laughs> we will rise again. We will regain the title. Mm -hmm. I will be back. Mm -hmm. We will hold our heads up high. <laughs> Your king is in great spirit. Mm -hmm. And we will rise like a phoenix from the ashes and regain the title. <laughs> I'll see you in a few months. Before the war has just begun. Yeah. All my love to all my people. Yeah. So that was Deontay Wilder Jr. All right, talking about uh, uh, the aftermath after the beatdown that he, the horrific beatdown that he suffered just a week ago. Now, we're going to pause that right there, but I just felt like that sound was too good because I'm going to dig into that sound. Me and Black is going to really break that down, and I just think it's complete comedy. You know what I'm saying? It's the funniest thing I probably heard in the last month. You know what I'm saying? For someone who got lacerated like he did to come out there and share his video. But we're going to get to that uh, just a little later. So we're going to get into our top five next, man. Our popular, I think it's probably the most popular segment on the show, Black Man. We're going to go over some of the um, uh, stuff that we got from our listeners uh, last week. I think last week we did, uh, what did we do last week? We did uh, top five movies, movies, movies sports man. movies last week. So we had a ton of interaction, man. Yeah, and I'm, sure I'm going to I'm going to get to a couple of these. I can't get to everybody because it's just picking up like that for us, man. But I'm going to start with my man Curtis Fuller. Uh, he said it's top five. Well, number one, white man can't jump. Number two, he got game. Remember the Titans, Space Jam, Any Given Sunday. Then we have my man Quest71084 chime in. He said D2, the Mighty Ducks, is number five for him, followed by Blue Chips, Above the Rim, White Man Can't Jump. He said, uh, he said Air Bud, but then he put Joking, but he put number one is Remember the Titans <laughs> for him as well. Then my man Smooth, Casino, Big Money Dollars, said his number five was Rookie of the Year, followed by Little Giants, Remember the Titans, he got game, and he said his number one was Love and Basketball. Now, I said Love and Basketball was trash. trash. That's what I told. Bro, that's not a sports movie. That's that a love story. That's no, a sports movie, That's a love bro. story. It, it is a love story, but it's Based a sports around sports. It's okay, not a, so it's, it's a sports movie. That's not a sports movie. It's a love story. All right, bro. So, I told Smooth that was trash. All right, then he continued to berate me for about five minutes on uh, my opinion towards him. But that was my man, Smooth. Then we got my man, PJ Durrell. Who's in the building actually right now? He said above the rim, cool runnings. That's a good one. I remember that as a youngster. Yeah, the Sandlot, classic. The Longest Yard, great movie. That's a good one. And then my one with Space Jam for him. So that was a good one. Um, and let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. 
Let's see. Get one more in here. Okay, then we got my man's. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all I could remember off the top of my head. So, oh no, I got my man uh, at LMB904. He said his top five was Rocky, Major League, Little Giants, The Sandlot, Hoop Dreams, and He Got Game. Oh, Hoop Dreams. Oh, hoop man, Dreams. Those was his. Dreams, so, man. thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, thank y'all, man. A lot of y'all had a, gr- a lot of great lists. You know, keep interacting with us. We appreciate it, man. Y'all help fuel this. Y'all help us keep thinking deeper and deeper, man, so we can get some of these. Um, uh, list to be, you know, fun for everybody, man. So we thank y'all. So this week, man, we're gonna do like we always do, but we're gonna pay our little bills first, man. Alright, man. So this week, this week's top five is our favorite defensive players from the National Football League. Alright, your top five is just who you love, who you rock with, who you enjoy watching. So Black, talk to me, man. Give me your five NFL defensive standouts, sir. Alright, man. We're gonna go at number five. At number five, I got Khalil Mack. Mm. At number four, I got Deion Sanders. Mm-mm. At number three, Mm-mm. I got at number three, I got Sean Taylor. At number two, I got Lawrence Taylor. And then at number one, I have Ray Lewis. Could you tell me again your list, please? No. Why? I just want to hear it one you more time. Hear it again? Yeah, Why? I just want to hear what all I thought I heard. Go ahead. All right. Khalil Mack at number five. Mm. Deion De- Sanders at number four. Mm-hmm. Sean Taylor at number three. Lawrence Taylor at number two. And Ray Lewis at number one. Okay. Nah, bruh. All right. <laughs> I just want to think that I want to hear. I have a problem with your list. I just got a problem with one person and where they are. Yeah. Cedric I know Farr. You probably do. Cedric yes, Farr. Yes, 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 yes. Give us your top five, man. Your top five NFL standout, sir. Talk to us, man. New Sports Desk. Top five. This list hurt. Mm, okay. It hurt. Mm-hmm. It's Noel and... Hurricane heavy. Oh. Oh, wow. But I can't deny it. Tenfold. Let's I roll, I started baby. to be petty and go back to like Jack Gumblood. Come on, man. Kevin <laughs> Carter. That, bro. You know. Nah, bro. Gator Greats. But anywho. Uh, Boy, what? I don't, I don't have a particular order, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got Sean Taylor. Mm-hmm. Reggie White. Okay. Okay. Warren Sapp. Ray Lewis. And Dion. Mmm. I know why Dion was last, ain't Go and tell him why Dion was last, ain't him? No, no, no. Ain't no reason why? No. Okay, cool. All right. All right, man. So I'm going to get my top five, man. Top five. I'm going to go in order. At number five, I have Bob Sanders. Bob Sanders was reckless. His career was short because he was reckless. Uh, Some of the blows he delivered, man. I just never forget him, man. He was good in Iowa. He was good with the Colts as well. Number four, Warren Sapp. You know what I'm saying? Love Mr. Sapp. Number 99, man. He just, just was a great player. Number three, Ray Lewis. Number three, Ray Lewis. He could have been number one because I'm a real fan of his um, intensity. Every time they played, mm-hmm. he was the same. Uh, number two, Ed Reed. Ed Reed had that swag, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. 
he walked around back there, man, with that swag, bro. Like, I always remember him when he was, um, a, I think in his second year with the Ravens, he used to just walk sideline to sideline, daring the, the quarterback to throw his way, man. It was just so dope. And number one, I mean, I don't see how <laughs> prime isn't number one on everybody's list. Now, Black got prime at three. Yeah, I got him at three, man. Prime at three, man. I ain't never seen in my life a player who contain who has the swag, the skill, the IQ, and just the persona like Deion Sanders. Never. I've never seen another player who have everything like he got. So that's why Prime is number one for your dog. So that's why he beat out Ray Lewis at number one because of what? Swag? Yeah, man. I, that's relatable to me. Oh, okay. That's relatable to me. So that's they, the only thing that separated him from Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis had no swag with that little nappy he had on his head, flap around our prime hat, the wristbands, so, okay, the cleats. What okay, what about the dance coming out of the tunnel? Prime had it first. Hey, Prime <laughs> had it first, my boy. Yes, sir. So Prime, I'm going to say, you got something? I'm going to see you want to itch in and jump in there. Go ahead. Well, you want to sports this, sir. Let it roll. Dion almost got bumped. Say what now? Dion almost got bro, bumped. I, well, I'm interested to see who you was gonna bump him for. I want to know. Set the, he set the tone for the for the future for the future DB. So I couldn't do it. I want to know Charles Woodson. Whoa, 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 whoa. So let's get this straight. Let's get this straight, bro. What are you talking about, man? Bro, I'm out, man. That nigga's tripping. So you got Charles Woodson. Was in prime position to bust Deion Sanders. Now, before we move forward, I just want to know why. I'm, a, I'm not going to have a reply. I just want to know why. Because this is something we can talk about at a later date. So, why was Charles Woodson in prime position to bump prime? For you. Just for you. Mm. We seen him on the island. Okay. Then he moved back to safety. And still was dominant. Okay. Won a Super Bowl. Mm. That's what you got? Yeah. Okay, Tenfo. I mean, I you know, I just want to know. I'm not going to. That's I'm just not, off the top of the head. I sure. know Dion probably got the numbers over mm-hmm. Charles Wilson, but. Is you high? <laughs> yeah. You high. Yeah, you know, that's cool. You know, I, I respect everybody's opinion. Charles was a great player. He's a great player. You know, but he ain't prime. How's Matrova win at that? You, you're right. Facts. Facts. He, he Only definitely... defensive player to do it. Facts. I hear you. But if you had prime and Charles Wilson on your board. And you was drafting, and you needed a defensive back to start your team. Say it, tell me who you picking, please. <laughs> Say it. Are back you there? You, back to you, Black. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought I figured I'd get him with that. You got one. a little pause there for a minute. I figured, man. I figured I'd get him with that one, man. <laughs> all right, man. So that was our top five. All right, top NFL defensive players, man. Your favorite players, who you enjoy watching. Y'all hit us up, Twitter, Texas, Instagram, wherever you can reach us at, man. Shoot us uh, your top five. And again, man, we appreciate all the support, everything, man. You know, it means a lot to us, man. So, all right, man, we're going to go ahead and roll out the show. And we're going to get into our Tweet of the Week, man. And, um, man, a lot of stuff, a lot of, uh, I'm just, I'm tongue-tied right now, Black. Because what took place this past Thursday in uh, Saudi Arabia, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna read some of these sweets, Black. Shout out to, uh, you know, Ryder Rich, man. You know, shout out to Ryder Rich. I can get that everywhere right now, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so we had some, some, 
we had some people who was pretty upset, including myself. And I'm just going to start off, you know what I'm saying, with just some of the stuff that was being said on Twitter after The Fiend lost the Universal Championship. At David Hero says, It's not often I speak out against WWE creative. I would like to think that I see the bigger picture, but WTF? You had a chance to make Bray Wyatt The Fiend an attraction. Nothing against Bill Goldberg at all. But I absolutely hated this move. Ditto, my friend. At Bang Bang Podcast. Bray losing isn't the problem. Bray losing the title isn't the problem. Bray losing the Goldberg isn't the problem. It is the fact that they booked him as an unstoppable monster running through uh, Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and then loses to be to and then loses and be squashed by an old man. Come on, WWE. And last but not least, one of our guests in the building, PJ Durrell. I just want to hear the reason why they put the belt on Goldberg. I hope it's some kind of swerve because Bray Wyatt deserved that main event spot at Mania. I concur, my friend. Hey, shout out Ryder Rich. Y'all can get the boxing and all that right there. iTunes title, all that. Y'all can get that. All right. So let's get into it, man. We're not going. We're not going. I know PJ got something, so I'm going to go. I'm going to get mine out first. Yeah, yeah. Let me just set us up, man. Let me just set us up. So traditionally, on a sports desk, man, we always play like a little theme song, you know, before we get going, man. Before we, you know, really start our topics, man. So I have one that really fits appropriately uh, to what took place um, this past uh, Thursday. Vince just made it clear that there's no chance of them getting it right. But I'm going to kick it to my man's Black to go ahead and set us up. So Black, this past Thursday on Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia, only on the WWE Network, Bill Goldberg beat the fiend Bray Wyatt in like three seconds to become the new Universal Champion. Now, Black, you know how I feel about The Fiend, right? Oh, yeah, I know. Okay, but I want you to give your take first, man, and, you know, just kind of let us know what you think about everything, bro. First first off, mm. when I first seen it, I was I was really pissed. Mm. I was really pissed off. Mm-hmm. Then I shot you the text. It was For like, sure. you know. No, you called me. No, I called you. I'm like, you dude, like, what just happened? Right. Like, did they really just do this? Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't believe it, man. Like, the f- <laughs> why would they take The Fiend... Take the belt off the fiend when everything was going so well. I didn't understand it. I was kind of confused, a little upset, a little sad, mm. a little emotional. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, it got to be something that's going on. They must be up to something. Mm-hmm. And I look back at it, I was like, I don't think nothing could make up for them taking the belt off of him because you could have did so many things. Sure. So many you could have you could have went so many different roles, but keep that belt on the fiend. Sure. You know? But but overall, the the card was pretty good. But that card right there, I'm not feeling it, man. I'm not okay. feeling that at all. I think that that belt was supposed to be on the fiend for as long as possible. As long mm-hmm. as it could be, it was mm-hmm. supposed to be around his waist. Tenfold. PJ. Glad to have you here to the sports this man. Hey, it's good to be here, man. Talk to me, man. I know you're a big wrestling stand like me and Black Man. We grew right. up in it. 
I know you feel a way about this as well. Mm-hmm. So, PJ, talk to us, man. Give us your take on The Fiend losing the title to a 90-year-old Bill Goldberg <laughs> in three seconds, sir. In three seconds. Well, um, I will say that I was stunned. Because um, at first, you know, I, I saw it on on Twitter. I didn't, I didn't really get to see the whole show live, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at work, but um, at first I was shocked, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wow, they gave, mm-hmm. they they gave the belt to Goldberg." Mm-hmm. And then I asked myself why, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, "Do are they really trying to build like new stars, or are they trying to?" Um, are, are are they trying to live off of like nostalgia and keep and keep living off like these old legends? Mm-hmm. Like I'm 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 tired I'm tired of part timers being champions. Mm, talk about it. Like let, let's let, let's keep let's keep. I'm tired of part timers being champions. Talk about it. I'm I'm tired of Goldberg. I'm tired of Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. I I am especially tired of Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Like just coming. Coming to shows like sporadically, mm-hmm. just to you know, ju- just for squash matches. Mm-hmm. This nigga squash Ricochet <laughs> in ninety seconds for sure. <laughs> ninety seconds, ninety seconds. And this kid's talented. Right. He could have put on a show out there. Like I already knew it was gonna be a squash match. Correct. But come on, man. Ninety seconds. Ninety bro. seconds. But. <laughs> Back to back to the fiend and um um Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we've we've watched Bray Wyatt like, like the fiend, like this new character since mm-hmm. last year, like mm-hmm. at, right after WrestleMania mm-hmm. or a little bit before WrestleMania. Um, you know we've you know we we watch everything unfold. We watch um, you know we we seen the. Uh, this fiend character be uh, be unlocked. Um, it it was just a, a, a sight to see, and just to see him like just be this like this mon- this monster heel, and um, just go through everybody. And you know, I, you would think that they would keep him strong up until like at least WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like have have him face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you gonna give it to Bill Goldberg? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like you know, I hey, I, I'm a nostalgic person. You know, I, I love you know the Monday Night Wars mm-hmm. and all that. But this ain't 1998. Mm-hmm. This is 2020. Mm-hmm. And um. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I, me and me and you was talking about it earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we was we was talking about you know the possible reasons why. Uh, I, I know that we all know that you know Roman Reigns is probably going to um, be in the main event at WrestleMania. Yeah, we are gonna get into that. Yeah, we are gonna get into that. Yeah, we, we gonna get into that. Yeah, we gonna get into that. Okay, so um. Say that for the last, you know, at the end of the show. Man. It's appropriate. Cause I'm about to get off. <clears throat> I'm about to get off. Cause I've been holding this in. Today, 
Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Hunter Hearst Hemsley, Paul Levesque, Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, everybody who had a pen who can create any storyline and put anything together to roll out there to the people. That was trash. That was trash. You take Bray Wyatt off TV. His first character was pretty good, but y'all just didn't know how to spin him. His first character was pretty good. Okay, cool. You take him off TV, you break him down, you rebuild him into this super force, super force character. We haven't seen a super force character in WWE. I can't tell you the last one. I cannot tell you the last one who's been a super force. You introduce this guy. You roll, have the rollout. We seeing the, the Fiend mask. We seeing the uh, Firefly Flying House, everything. You are grabbing attention. I'm 35. 35. And I'm acting like I'm 13 years old when I see the fiend Bray Wyatt when he comes on TV. I mean, logged in. Super fan of Bray Wyatt and what y'all doing with the fiend. And you mean to tell me he destroys Vin Balor, very great wrestler, a legend in Daniel Bryan, runs through him, destroys Seth Rollins. I mean, you, you made Seth Rollins look like he just was not even able to even compete with this guy. He's running through these great competitors left and right he's taking out mcfoley he's taking out kane he has a wall on the firefly funhouse with these people who he have mangled and put to pasture kurt angle included <laughs> and you mean to tell me we get the super show that no 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 two weeks ago you let goldberg get on tv and say hey i'm looking for somebody to fight who's next Fiend comes on with a tremendous promo. Tremendous promo. It was spectacular. Then we, two weeks later, we didn't, even get a, we didn't even get a full rollout with Goldberg and the Fiend. We didn't even get one. So we get to Saudi Arabia. And I'm like, okay, this is what they're going to do. The Fiend should run through Goldberg, keep his mystique, keep the title. He's going to get his spot at WrestleMania with being in the main event. But did we get that, Black? <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> Instead, we get Goldberg spearing the fiend, picking him up, doing a raggedy suplex that was not a jackhammer, jackhammer. and getting the pin one. When they got the two, I was like, he going to kick out. Then they got the two, he didn't kick out. And then when the referee placed his hand on that mat for that third second and Goldberg had won this match, I was disgusted. I immediately tweeted WWE. I immediately, immediately let them know that Triple H and Vincent Kennedy McMahon was treated ash for this. <laughs> this was unacceptable. Do they, do they not know WrestleMania is a month? It is in less than 30-something days. And you mean to tell me you're going to let Goldberg go down to Tampa at 87 years old? And I disrespect you, Goldberg. You're a legend. I'm a fan of yours. You did a lot of great things at WCW. I liked your stint, your first stint in WWE. Respect to you. One of the greats out there. And then, you mean to tell me he's going to headline? The pay-per-view at 89 years old? I'm furious. I I'm ticked off 
how they handle this stuff, you have your next superstar. The Fiend is a superstar, bro. He was invincible. Do you see what he did to Seth Rollins? Do you see what he did to Daniel Bryan? He mangled these men. These are legends. And now we're subdued. Subdued, I said. <laughs> to getting Bill Goldberg defending the SmackDown Universal Championship at WrestleMania? Now, Black, I've had enough. I, th- I see you pretty fed up, my boy. And yeah, I had to I get that, that off because I'm speaking for all WWE fans. You everybody, are. PJ, my homeboy Corey, uh, just everybody who I interact with wrestling, man, that's on the Twitter. We all like, huh? Like, what is this? I guess if you want to bring Goldberg back and put him in a match against Lesnar, those two old dinosaurs can get it on one more time. Whatever. I can see if you brought Goldberg to face Triple H. Okay, whatever. But you got him against arguably the hottest. No, ain't no arguably. He is the hottest thing in wrestling, bro. Yes, he is. You can't name me nobody else hotter than him or who has been hotter than him in the last year. Hmm. So hmm. that's my take on the whole matter. I was disappointed. So now we're going to transition. We're going to transition. So after Super Showdown had took place, we're all in an uproar for at least 24 hours. SmackDown appears. We're getting all this hype. All of this, John Cena's returning. John Cena's returning. And I'm thinking like, okay, cool. We're going to see what they got for Cena. There was a lot of speculations out there with Bleacher Report saying, okay, it could be Elias. He could be going against AJ Styles. He could be coming in there um, to get at Randy Orton for what he did. to Ed. I mean, just a lot of things out there that we'd be reading about. Before we get to John Cena, Goldberg opened up the show. Pissed me off again. And I love Goldberg interest music. It's great. It's one of the great interest music of all time. But I was just ticked off. I was ticked off. And I'm glad the promo was short and sweet. I'm glad it was short and sweet. Goldberg comes out talking. The fans are just chewing him up. Boo. And I'm in here too. Boo. Get off my TV, cuz. I don't want to see you out here. And that was the right thing to do. They should have booed. Boo him. I don't think they were booing him. They were just (laughs) booing what happened. (laughs) So then, like I knew, I knew, I knew what was going to happen. Roman Reigns music hits. There he is. And I'm a Reigns fan. I like Reigns. Reigns comes down. Him and Goldberg go face to face. Reigns is getting all this love now. They've built Roman Reigns back up ever since he's came back from the cancer. And he's been on a two-year run where he's just been working, working. And I love what they did with him. And I do deserve he should be back. I do think he deserves to be back in that title picture. But I didn't want him to go up against The Fiend. I didn't want that. Not now. Not just yet. I didn't want Reigns and The Fiend just yet. Oh, you did? I didn't want it just yet. Okay. So you get Reigns in there. He says, I'm next. Throws the mic down. Traditional Roman Reigns staring down Goldberg. Goldberg got that raggedy twitch that he be doing in there, looking into the camera. And now we got a match. Okay, cool. We got a match. Now, now, Black, do you you get chill bumps about that match? Uh, I don't, but I I like the match on, for one reason being, I like Roman Reigns. I feel like... He never lost that belt, so I think it's only right that you put him against whoever the champ was, and it's Goldberg. Mm-hmm. So it ain't it's not a sexy match, but I like I like it for Roman Reigns. Uh huh. PJ, sexy match. I like that. <laughs> how do you like? How do you like it? How do you like Reigns Goldberg Universal Title? Just the just the 
just the, the thought of it, what does it do for you, sir? Not a damn thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I understand the possibility of what they're doing. Um, you know, if if Roman Reigns had had faced the Fiend, um, mm. I don't think it would. It you heard a new episode from the Sports Desk, bro? Uh-huh. Man, turn that other show but off, bro. I see now that they're um they're trying to take the heat off of Roman and put it put all the heat onto Goldberg. Mm-hmm. So Roman could come in, you know, as his face, you know, everybody like him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if he would have faced the fiend, he would have been back to where he was mm-hmm. before he announced that he had cancer. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree. So let me calm down a second. Mm-hmm. Just like you said. Right. The forcing all the heat to Goldberg. So it changed my whole thought after I thought about it. I'll say, here's what I think now. Mm-hmm. Goldberg, respect for Goldberg for being the one that'll say, hey, Roman can be put over over me. Mm-hmm. I'll take all the heat. They can boo me. This would be the perfect thing. Vince and Triple H, they at least got that part right. Even though I still... Even though I still hate Vince McMahon and Triple H for that, but I get what they're doing, and I like it. This is why I like it. Reigns deserves this spot. Out of all the superstars that are in the locker room, he deserves this spot. You can build him up tremendously. I'm talking about through the roof, especially with all the hate that Goldberg is going to get within the next 30-something days before we get to Mania. I like it. We already know the outcome. Roman Reigns is going to defeat Bill Goldberg and become the new Universal Champion. We know that is going to happen. And that's going to set off Roman Reigns to have a spectacular year. It is. We just know it's going to happen. So I like it. I'm a fan of it. I can see why. But like the guy said that I read his tweet, I just, I'm just not a fan. If Goldberg was going to win the title, why not make, why not make the match between him and The Fiend a no-disqualification the, the Fiend, even if the Fiend gets disqualified, he still loses the title. Mm-hmm. Why not make the match where he can ke- still keep his mystique? He got beaten seven seconds, bro. He got he didn't even touch Goldberg. We didn't see him do anything, man. Well, Goldberg did about five spears in a crusty ass. <laughs> I don't know if you want to call it a jacket. Yeah, it was a suplex. Yeah, and that that was it. And then like he just got up and just Shook his hand, uh, shook his fist at Goldberg, yeah. and just, just went off. Just trash, bro. And then you know, I mean, my immediate thoughts were after the three count. Hey, 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 hey. That was my immediate thought. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. After the three count. So we're done with that. So we'll. I, I don't even know if the rollout is going to be any good because we already know we were going to get with Reigns and Goldberg. So I don't mm-hmm. even know. But I think this would be much, much more beneficial. For Roman Reigns going against Goldberg, winning the title, then if he was going to be going against the Fiend mm-hmm. and winning the title, because I think it would have been bad if he was if he was the one to beat the Fiend. I think the WWE Universe would have just turned right back on him mm-hmm. right before you know he got his uh his cancer. You know what I'm saying? Right. So moving along later on in SmackDown, John Cena comes out to the ring. Yeah. And he's talking to get, laying down a great promo, man, saying, Hey, you know, I haven't been here for a while. You know. I'm here to let y'all know I'm not going to participate in WrestleMania. I believe the future, the young superstars, they earn their spot. They should be here. I shouldn't be here. You know, I don't know next time I'm going to see y'all, but, you know, I'm glad to be here in my hometown. Boom. He walks out of the ring. He leaves. We think he's leaving. Gets to the top of the stage. And then there's my match. 
There's my mans. The Fiend appears on the stage and does a traditional pointing at the WrestleMania sign. John Cena looks. He looks. They played it very well. It was very dope. Good energy. John Cena accepts the match with The Fiend at WrestleMania. So I'm going to kick this off. I'm going to kick this part off. Black, I really like this. Me too, bro. I, I like really it. like it. I really <laughs> like Cena versus The Fiend at Mania. I I think Cena, the buildup he's going to have going into potentially his last match up against The Fiend, and if The Fiend wins, which I think he will win because you can't have him go back-to-back losses, mm-hmm. Fiend takes out Cena. That's an early prediction. And if that does happen, I think that recatapults The Fiend because he very may well destroy John Cena, all I like Roman Reigns did to The Undertaker. Like, people don't really remember that match with Reigns and The Undertaker. Undertaker got destroyed, bro. Like, he literally got destroyed by Roman Reigns. And that put Roman Reigns over to the next level. And I think John Cena is the type of guy that he said it in his he said it when he was in the ring. I'm here for the future. But I think we're going to get an epic match. Because Cena still can go. He still can go here in great shape, just like The Rock. When The Rock came back versus Cena, The Rock still was in it, man. Mm-hmm. He did very, very good. And I'm excited for this. I hope they make this the main event. Me too, man. I, I hope, hope they the- make it the main event, man. So I'm excited, even though I'm still perturbed, the way The Fiend lost the championship, I can dig Reigns versus Goldberg, and I can dig Cena versus The Fiend. So, Black, how you feel about Cena, Fiend, at WrestleMania? I'm excited for this, man. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to even see SmackDown, but uh, mm-hmm. we was together yesterday, mm-hmm. and I went to YouTube and looked at the video, and it just gave me chills looking at the video, because I'm a big Cena fan. I, mm-hmm. uh, Cena's my guy. But to see the Fiend stand behind him and come out the way he did, Bro. and just point. You ain't got to say a word. Just point. Bro. Like, it's classic. Like, WWE, Stephanie McMahon, who Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. Triple H, mm-hmm. whoever. Y'all have to main event this match. It don't yeah. have to be for a belt. I don't care about that. Yeah. This is your best match at WrestleMania right now. For sure. Right now, hands down. For sure. Bar none. Yeah. This has to be your main event. Because mm-hmm. you don't bring John Cena to to co-main event. No, he's 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 the he's John Cena. He's got to be in, he's the attraction. He has to be in the main event. Yeah. With the hottest wrestler right now in the fiend. Correct. And the, the as hot as the fiend is, you cannot you cannot let something like that. See, I wish what I wanted what what I wish it was. Fiend still had the belt, and Cena comes back, mm-hmm. and they have this epic match for the belt. Mm-hmm. But I know it's probably not good with John Cena now, where he with everything he's yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they really probably could part time now. Yeah, but I'm excited about this match, man. Like. I don't. I really don't care what uh, what else happens. This is my main event. I got this you. is my main event. I'm with you. And and the fiend, I got him winning this early, like you said, mm-hmm. because I don't. I just back to back losses, like you said, it don't make sense for the fiend mm-hmm. to have back to back losses because you got to get that belt wrapped back around his waist, and I feel like. They building on something with The Fiend and then Roman Reigns. Absolutely. I think something spectacular is going to come yep. out of there. This is why I do like it. For mm-hmm. everything that went wrong and everything that happened, mm-hmm. I think the end result out of this whole thing is going to be The Fiend mm-hmm. and Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And this could potentially be some of the biggest stuff we've ever seen in wrestling. For sure. With these two. For sure. I agree. PJ, 
Give me your take, man. What you think about uh, Reigns and Goldberg, and what you think about John Cena uh, and The Fiend? Uh, Reigns and Goldberg, you know, like I said earlier, like, it, I'm not looking forward to it. Like, I already know. Like, I, I just know that um, hopefully uh, Roman Reigns will uh, defeat Bill Goldberg for the Universal Championship. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as uh, Cena and um, The Fiend, uh, I have to piggyback everything um, what Black was talking about. Mm -hmm. um, I hope that it, this is a main event. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, I've I've never I've always been like a, a Cena hater mm -hmm. up until like ever since like after WrestleMania twenty three, mm -hmm. like that that was the moment where I was like, you know what, I'm tired of I'm tired of Cena, <laughs> I'm tired of Cena Nation, I'm tired of headbands, I'm tired of everything that he stands for. Mm -hmm. But um, just hearing his promo on SmackDown mm -hmm. made me respect Cena a whole lot more. I got you. Um. Just because, you know, a lot of part-timers, you know, they, you know, they come out and, you know, they just for themselves and they not real, they not really about, um, a about the future. Mm -hmm. You know, they just about, you know, just, they just here to get a check. But, um, just to hear him say that he's about the future. Yep. I was a big fan of that as well. Like that, that made me respect him a lot more sure. because I mean, we, we do have to look out for the future because like sure. in 20 years, like what are we going to have? Correct. These very guys that are in their ricochets, the fiend, like these are the guys gonna carry the right. company. In twenty years, you can't use the Undertaker. You no, can't, you can't. You you can't use a uh, Goldberg, Triple H, or Shawn Michaels, or Goldberg. No, like you can't use none of them people. Even Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So yeah. So who are you gonna have to fall back on in twenty years? Correct. We can talk about five years. Like we we, we can talk about like the next two or three years. Like these guys are ready. Like look, look at Ricochet. If they can get his character together, his in-ring ability is at the top. He's mm -hmm. up there with Styles. He's up there with Seth Rollins. Like, look at him. You know what I'm saying? They should have gave him a chance to be displayed against Brock Lesnar, man. But they they just missed. They right. just missed on that. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe Ricochet get a US title shot against my boy Andrade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we I I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's because he like a small wrestler or what. But you know, then, you know, then, yeah, you know, Vince like the big guys. Yeah. Small wrestlers succeed. We just yeah. see small wrestlers do things here, and like they said, like this Ricochet dude is big time. I think he big time. He got talent. A lot of talent. His talent's good. He got a lot of talent, and yeah. then believe it or not, there's some guys in the NXT that you probably can bend on to get them to the WWE, but they still. Got to be seasoned. Got to yeah, be do. seasoned. Got to be worked on. And they do a it's good a job of that. a lot of talent in NXT. And they do a good job and, of that. And, and they, they do a good like, job. They do do a good job with getting their talent on. Like these, that tag team that I was talking to you about. The Street like, Profits. I, I'm, I, I'm in love with them. Yeah, they like, good. Like their characters, like I, I love it. Everything that they doing, even though they didn't win uh, yeah. at, at uh, Super Showdown Sunday. Mm -hmm. But I'm in love with their characters. And why not grow, like, why not have them on WWE Full time now, like yeah, they on raw. They, they on raw they now. On raw full time. time. Okay, yep. so yeah, like man, it's I'm excited about the future. Like and like I res I respect Cena for saying what he said too about the future, but I feel like they got to start doing something. And I think Fiend is gonna be the face of all this. He like has him to be. and him and Roman Reigns, Reigns like they Rollins. gonna set they gonna set everything up and then like with Rollins, they gonna I know they gonna try to. Push him back in the mix a little bit, right, Rollins? Because his pop was big too. It was man. He, he had a real big pop. Like yeah. everything was self Rollins. But man, I'm excited to see what they're doing. But right. I think this is a step in the right direction. 
in the right direction uh-huh. after the aftermath bullcrap we seen on third on Thursday yeah, man. with uh with the fiend losing the belt. You have to make this match the um. Uh, you have to make this match the main event at WrestleMania. Yeah, and I was almost out the door, man. I was getting ready to go to AEW, man. And, you know, with, the, with them making the moves that they made on the other night, man, you know. I am back. I what it do, baby? So what, what, what do y'all think about the, um, the Brock Lesnar and um, Drew McIntyre match? Do y'all think it's, like, is it... I want to uh, see. Is it going to be underwhelming or? Is I want to see how the rollout continues to go because right now I'm not sure because at this point it's easy to say that okay they're going to put the bet on McIntyre but I'm not one of the people who thinks that right now like because I need to see the rollout like I knew I knew when um with the Brock Lesnar and um, Seth Rollins the way that that was rolling last year I knew Rollins was going to get the belt I just had a feeling like they pushed towards Rollins the whole way him getting destroyed Monday night after Monday night getting put in the bad spot and then he prevailed so I got to see the rollout but I do think the match is going to be good because both of those guys are good in the ring this is what I think we just got through talking about it Drew McIntyre has the potential to be really really hot yeah why not you messed up. You messed up with what's my man named Big Guy? Strowman. Stro- you messed up with Strowman. You, did. you messed up with him. You did. Cause he was supposed to have that belt around his waist at some point in time because sure. his pop was hot. Yes, he was. Those those matches with him and uh Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns were classics. Yes, like, sir. Yes, sir. You can't mess this up with McIntyre. Like I, because he's part of the future. I think they should put this belt around him. Get that belt off Lesnar, man. I, I agree. Get that I belt agree. off him and put it around McIntyre. I agree. And let's just see what it's go at. No, I agree. Like, just run I'm with, with you. it. I'm with like, you. I hope McIntyre wins. I'm going to be rooting for him. Would I be surprised if Brock won? No. But for the WWE's sake, I think that belt needs to be around Drew McIntyre's waist because this kid, he could be a star. Yeah, he like, got it all. He got it him all. Him and The Fiend, like... That would be great for the WWE. Yeah, he'd, he'd be great. He'd be great. And like I said, I mean, we'll see how the rollout go. We got 30 days, man. And, you know, this is, I think, coming up at the Elimination Chamber and after next Sunday when all the other matches get set, we'll start to see within those three weeks, you know, how it's going to shape up. So I agree with you, though, Black. It's time to get that bet off Lesnar, give McIntyre a run, and, you know, we'll just see how it goes. All right? All right, so a couple of other things happened on Showdown. The return of the dead man. The Undertaker returned, man. Um, he missed WrestleMania last year. Rumors have been swirling and swirling that he was going to be participating this year. That came to be true. He came out the showdown, upstaged uh, AJ Styles and the club, and uh, put a tombstone on AJ Styles, and then um, got him a match at WrestleMania. So we're going to get AJ Styles versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. I like this because AJ Styles can control the match. Um, he's the athlete. He can move. He can make the Undertaker look good. We already know Taker's limited. He don't need to be in there with an old dinosaur. He needs to be in there with somebody who can move, who's athletic, and who can do things. And I like it. I'm also uh, particularly excited about the rollout. I know this rollout is going to be good. The mind games, the dead man tricks. So Undertaker's back. He's going to be at WrestleMania against AJ Styles. Black, real quick, give me your take on Undertaker uh, coming back. Oh, man, you know I love this, man. Anytime mm-hmm. Undertaker comes back, man, I love when he he's come back. He comes back. But uh, against AJ Styles, it's a nice match. I like it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, next to uh, Cena. Next to Cena and uh the fiend, this the match I'll be looking at too as well. Okay. Be uh paying a lot of attention to. But uh yeah, I'm excited about this, man. This was this was a thumbs up for WWE to get this right and bring Taker back. He has to be on WrestleMania. He shouldn't miss WrestleMania. 
But um, I like this. 10 4. All right, PJ, give me your takes, man, on The Undertaker and his return. Uh, what you think about him and Styles uh, this um, WrestleMania? I mean, um, you know, it's not really, honestly, it's not really something I'm looking forward to. Mm. Um, mm. You know, I'll, I'll still watch it, but, um, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I love The Undertaker. I love his aura, his character, and everything. But um, me personally, I just feel like it's time for him to hang it up. Because just because um, he's very limited in the ring, and uh, mm. he's he's not putting out the caliber of matches that he had like at least ten years ago mm. when he um when he was wrestling Shawn Michaels, them two WrestleManias, them them were some classics. good matches, classics. He's not wrestling at that at that you know at that rate anymore. So. Especially like with those injuries and you know mm. all them surgeries he done got. So um, yeah, I would like to see him like a- after this match at least uh, you know just hang it up. You know, so- sometimes. Boy, soon, what? Mm. Well, there you have it. Yeah, from PJ Durrell, <laughs> giving his take on the phenom. So PJ, man, we thank you, man, for coming in, hollering at us, man, talking a little WWE with us. We don't really open up the shows like this with WWE, but this is appropriate, man. And we got a lot off, man. But we're gonna be monitoring WrestleMania. We're gonna be talking a lot more Mania as we get close. Blake, you got something else? Let me say this one thing. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if y'all gonna agree, but this Becky Lynch and uh, uh, Shayna uh, Glazer, I love it. I like, do too. Because Becky was kind of fading. She was with the Oscar She joint. needed something. Something new. And, and remember, like, uh, I don't know what it was, when, what, SummerSlam? When mm-hmm. they was NXT versus... Survivor was, Series. Survivor, Survivor series. series, yeah. The way that left off between them two, you knew at some point that was gonna, they up. was going to come back to that. Yeah, I like and it too. I think this is good for Becky because her pop was kind of fading away. And uh, them getting her in, uh, I forget what's the Shayna Glazer. Shayna, Shayna Glazer. Glazer, sorry. Uh, in a match is very big for WrestleMania as well. If she wins the Elimination Chamber, which she will, I'll be shocked <laughs> if she don't. All right, man. So that's gonna wrap up WWE. But before we get out of here, man, we wanna give a special happy birthday shout out to the Booker T, the two time, the two time, the two time WWE Hall of Famer, and the five time, five time, five time WCW. World champion, man. So happy birthday to Booker T. PJ, you got anything else before you get out, man? Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> what a classic, man. All right, man. So we're going to transition, right. man, into uh, the National Basketball Association. We're going to get my man Cedric Farr in here, man. Uh, but before we do that, man, let's get it popping. It is time for our weekly NBA take. But of course, of course, as always, as always, man, we are going to start with the Los Angeles Lakers. Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the LA Lakers. 
Uh huh. Yeah, we. You know, when you listen to the sports desk, man. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. When you listen to the sports desk, man. Yeah, you know how we giving it up now. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to keep it light, though, until we really have to get it cranking if we have to. All right, so this week, man, the Los Angeles Lakers, man, had a really good week. Had a really good week this last week. We didn't lose a game until last night against the Memphis Grizzlies after uh, since All-Star break. Um, Grizzlies gave us to us, man. I think we lost by like 20, close to 20 points like that. Not really the best performance by our Lakers. But, you know, we've been on a roll, man. You know, we've been playing really good basketball. Um, our last week went pretty good, man. And I'm not going to beat around the bush here, man. I, excuse me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to let say it, uh, start it off here, man, because I really want to get his take on the Lakers first, um, because he's called in, he's hit us on Twitter, but, but do me a favor, say just give me your take on the Lakers, like just as a team and what you see going into the playoffs and potentially winning the championship, just give us your take, you know, how you feel about the Lakers, man. Um, they could do it, but it's it's shaky. I, I'm not confident in that. Okay. It sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm not really confident because, and I know it's regular season, but that sets the tone for what you want to do mm-hmm. and the inconsistencies I see in their play. Um, we get torched by guards. True. <laughs> that are elite. Athletic guards, yeah. Athletic guards. Mm-hmm. Um. He's a little ticky-tack with Anthony Davis. Mm. Every other play, he's, you know, something. Ah. <laughs> ah. He at the medical table. Uh, I can't say nothing about LeBron. He brings it. Um, mm. that's, that's just my concern. I don't know. They need a, I've, I've said this since the summer. Who's going to be the third guy? If you got 30 and 30 from Anthony Davis and... LeBron, that's 60. Mm-hmm. Where the other coming from? And it's like, I don't see that person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we can't bank on, okay, it's going to be Caruso tonight. Okay, it's going to be such and such tonight. Mm-hmm. Such and such tonight. Mm-hmm. That's just my concern mm-hmm. going forward. Okay, so what about the inconsistencies about the other contenders? in the? Let's go with the Western Conference. And I want to get your take on the Clippers. Because that seems to be the only team that is consistently being talked about with dethroning the Lakers. Um, talk to me about the Clippers and what about them do you think that, being truthfully, they could definitely knock us out and keep us from even getting to the NBA Finals. So what is it about them that makes you a little cautious <laughs> with being on the Lakers bus with us? What about the Clippers? Coaching. Okay, I check. Clippers. Check. Kawhi. Mm-hmm. LeBron, LeBron, they uh, cancel out. Should. PG, we mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be. Mm-hmm. Their bench is better. Okay. So, you know, all, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. Honestly, in my opinion, it's still wide open. Sure. I mean, the record shows that the Lakers of, but we've seen, you know, the way these things get seeded, mm-hmm. it could be ugly. Mm-hmm. And then this few, well, they may get knocked off. I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. And it's, for me, it's just, it's wide open still. So I can't just say who's the clear cut. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Okay. All right. You know, that was kind of light. That was lighter than I thought it was going to be coming from you. Uh, I've known said 
Man, almost, <laughs> man, 13, 14 years now, man. Me and Say have known each other for a pretty long time. And we've had some classic debates about all sports. And this is the guy, Cedric Farrell, who I constantly say on the sports show, hey, knock it off while you're on Twitter. We're supposed to be together. I get on Twitter, and there he is again. Man, the Lakers got me really feeling like, no, this is the one that really ticked me off with you. (laughs) When Kawhi Leonard won All-Star Game MVP, immediately after the game was over, I was getting ready to go to bed, getting ready to tuck myself in and just go ahead and go to sleep. And I, I I think Fred had texted me, but underneath the text was at Tyrone Koppel. They let me know he had tweeted. Gators main. Gators main. <laughs> and I slide open the tweet. And Black, what did the tweet say? Man, I got a feeling this won't be the last trophy Kawhi Leonard holds up this year. Now, I got to thinking he can't be talking about the MVP trophy because he ain't winning the MVP this year. He can't be talking about defensive player of the year because he ain't winning that this year either. So what other trophy could couple? he talking about and then it dawned on me he was talking about the nba championship so he need said you are here in the flesh and you need to knock it off get it <laughs> get in the car chill out have your purple and gold ready and let's get to this chip now, Mr. Copper, would you like to reply to any of those things that I just mentioned, sir? Yes, yes, yes. 10-4. July 18th, 1996. Mm. Where were you? July 18th, 19 what? 96. Man, I don't know where I was. How about you, Blood? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what I was doing. I was shopping for my purple and gold. Mm. <laughs> That's over 20 years ago. <laughs> That was the day Shaq signed with the Lakers. Okay. I packed my bags. Okay. From Orlando. Uh huh. And I've been riding with the Lakers ever since. Okay. I like it. Okay. So. Okay. All that you, you talking. Mm-hmm. I got room to critique. Tifo. You knew it was coming. Tifo. You know how I feel about LeBron. I do. So you cut it out. I do. Let me I get do. it off. I got you. Tifo. Just I like you. I give it a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite quarterback of all time? Peyton Manning. How you feel about Tom? Mm-hmm. How you feel about Tom Brady? I respect him, but he's a goat. But he's not my favorite. But I think Peyton better than him. But I don't know. Tell me. You don't like him. I don't. Exactly. Yeah. So I why don't. I gotta like LeBron? But I don't dislike Tom. I don't dislike Tom. Oh, like LeBron. I think you dislike LeBron. I think you dislike him. I don't think you. I don't think you are truly. A fan of LeBron, I think that's fair to say that you're not a fan of his. Not at all. Because of the conversations that are out there with him and Jordan and Kobe and those people. But, but I, go ahead. For me, it's just, mm. I just drew a line in the sand. Okay. What was that I line? Do, I'm rocking with Kobe. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. And it's like, for I was me, with you. And it's yeah. like, you know, we had our debate. For sure. It never, and that was it. For sure. But it's like, when you say you don't like LeBron, it's just like, what is it like? Travesty. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like I said something about somebody's mom. Hold on a minute, player. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do I got to like LeBron? You like Peyton, I like Tom, and whatever that, that. I got you. But it's, it's, fric- it's, like it's friction. I can't say it. I just don't. 
Okay. I'd sound stupid mm-hmm. if you know what I'm saying. If it was, I can't say nothing statistically. Nah, it's just, bruh. Mm-hmm. I can't rock with him. I don't okay. know. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is. And I think initially he just rubbed me the wrong way. The hype, mm. and he lived up to it. Mm. But I had a homeboy that's been in my ear since 2003 mm-hmm. about LeBron before he even stepped on the court. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be this. He's gonna be that. Mm-hmm. And it's just that just rubbed me the wrong way. And I. Never, never, never since never, it never. Mm-mm. So okay, all right. Um, thank you. I mean, for kind of you're not done yet, but we're gonna get black in here because we're gonna revisit some <laughs> other things. I have some things that the great Freddie Bricks uh gave to me to uh get with you about since he couldn't be with us uh today. So black. Um, let's get back into the season. You know, we just want to give said opportunity to kind of get off a couple of things, and I think he did a great job of doing that. But Black, let's talk about the Lakers, man. Let's talk about the last week of the Lakers. Let's talk about it, man. What did you see? Um, how you feel about us going into this next week? Big week for the Lakers, man. Big week for the Lakers. I mean, start with the Pelicans uh, tonight, who are also fighting for a playoff spot. But we got uh, the 76ers on Tuesday. We got the Bucks on Friday. We got the Clippers on Sunday, Black. So talk to me, man. We got a nice, nice tough slate this week. Yeah, man. Um, not too concerned right now. Uh, still in a good place, you know. Losses happen, man. It's the NBA. Um, not really concerned about what's going on. Uh, tonight is going to be interesting. No AD, no Caruso. So we'll see what happens tonight. But um, last night I was a little concerned. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Kuzma, man. Like, it's it's kind of, it's like what says say. Like, who is that person going to be that we can depend on when you're getting it from LeBron and getting it from AD? Like, who's going to be that third person? And, I'm kind of feeling like it's not going to be him right now. I think, I think it's too late for him to still be going through the motions. You know, I think he, I think he's supposed to be locked in, getting ready for this playoff run, this playoff push that we finna embark on. But I don't like what's going on with him too much. But other than that, really don't have too many concerns. Um, I would like to see uh, Marquise uh, Morris on the floor a little more. To see what he can do, and they got to get some lineups put together here. They close and line up, mm-hmm. you know. They got to figure out some things here, and then with them cutting Troy Daniels today, mm-hmm. are they back on the market for Dion Waiters or R.J. Smith? J.R. Uh, Smith. J.R. Smith. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see what happens here. Um, I'm excited about next week as well. Uh, this bus game is a big one for me because I feel like, you know. The best teams in the league, bro, you have to win those games. They beat Boston. I was excited about that because that's one of the best teams in the in the Eastern Conference. Now you're finna face the best team in the NBA, in, in the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So uh I'm looking forward to that matchup. And then, you know, with the Clippers, that's a given. You know, I'm I'm super ready for that. But we'll I wouldn't be surprised if we lost that. But I think they need to win this game. Um we're gonna see. I'm 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 excited, man, about the next uh next weekend, uh last week games that Went on the wins, but you know, I'm cool, man. No, cons- no, really, no too many major concerns. Okay, I mean that's good. You know, uh, I, I I'm the same way right now. I really love how LeBron has been playing coming out after after All Star break, even though he missed one game. Um, I like the team. It's like we settling down in our chemistry a bit. I think with the addition of the Morris twin, like he's that dog. We saw it last night in Memphis, man. Like them young boys tried to rally around Caruso, and uh, I think it was Kuzma or whatever. And he stepped right in. He kind of let them know like this not gonna happen here. And that's something that Fred had been saying that the Lakers needed. And we need somebody kind of stepping in front, like bro, chill with all that, like. 
you're not doing none of that tonight. You know what I'm saying? Them boys backed off. You know what I'm saying? Not to say like Kawhi or PG going to do that, but you still need a guy who has that. I'm glad we was able to see that last night. I was a fan of Caruso being in the starting lineup. I was a fan. I liked how he started the game. He defends, bro. He rebounds. He blocks shots. Like, he's not an all-world scorer, but he can get to the cup. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can dunk. Like, he can give some good energy plays. So, I liked him in the starting lineup. I doubt Vogel, like, sticks with that. But I liked it. And I think he get, should get more playing time. It's going to be interesting. Is Rondo going to be the backup? Or is Caruso going to be the backup when we start getting into the playoffs? In my mind, I know it's going to be Rondo because Vogel's probably going to go with experience. But should it not be Caruso? Like, he's a bigger guard. He could defend. He got good hands. And he relentless. He relentless. And we're going to need that on the defensive end. Like, I don't think Caruso will be scared of Patrick Beverly. I don't think that he will. Like, Pat, Pat Bev going to be out there talking and talking and talking. But Caruso, he's going to, you know, not back down. He's not going to back down. You know what I'm saying? So, I like the matchup. Anthony Davis, ever since Smooth said it, and shout out to Smooth, ever since he said it, like, Late in games, I can't get that Boston uh, missing them free throws at the end of that Boston game just a couple of weeks ago, man. I would have put us up four with like 30 seconds left, man, and he missed. Like, I can't, like, get that out of my brain. Am I super worried? I'm not, but I am conscious of the fact that that happened. And, of course, LeBron James, like, come on, man. Like, LeBron know what it's going to take. At the end of the day, they got to follow his lead. He a three-time champion. He done been to the finals nine times. He's been the best player in the game for almost, what, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, 13 years. He's been the best player in the game. So he's going to set the tone. And we all know people say, oh, LeBron, you know, he, he's not a dog. He's not going to kill you. But you need a guy who is the best player in the league on your team. He the best all-around player. And his mind, like we see it consistently. He's a great passer. He's going to get them boys in the position. But I'm with you, Black, and everybody else. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to worry about Kuzma because I felt like he would be better. I'm starting to worry. But at the same time, I just got to believe that he's the type of player. He got all the skill in the world, but he's not necessarily going to play up to it unless it's a big stage. He played well versus Boston. That was our last big game. He played well. He defended well. He took the challenge against Tatum in the fourth quarter. Tatum only had two points in the fourth, and that was with Kuzma guarding him the majority of the quarter. But we're going to see with him. And I see, I see him when we play Memphis. I'm like, man, he, not even, he don't even seem like he out there with them high yellow kicks on. He don't even seem like he out there. And I don't like that. So I have to agree with saying on that. But I think right now we're fine. Coming into this week, man, we got the Pelicans tonight. We're recording on a Sunday. So that's the rematch with Zion. I think the Pelicans going to be game. B.I. and, and Zoe and, and Hart and, 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 and uh, Zion. Them boys going to be ready to hoop tonight. Then we got Philly. Don't like it's going to be no Ben Simmons or no Embiid. So we should get over them in L.A. And then Friday night. Friday night and Sunday day. Sunday night. Let me tell you something. I'm scheduled to work this weekend. You understand? I'm scheduled to be in the paint this weekend. But I'm going to tell you this right now, Black. There's no way possible I think I'm going to be able to function on Sunday at 3.30 with the Battle of L.A. happening while I'm at the job site. This is it right here. Man. I understand the Bucks game. And don't get me wrong, that's a big game too. That's the best in the East, best in the West. And after what the Bucks did to us, we need to show a better uh, uh, showing when we play them. But I don't care. If we lose to them, whatever. Sunday at 3.30? We better win. We better win on Sunday versus the Clippers. Because if we don't win, I can guarantee you, on Monday, it's going to be a problem on the sports desk. 
<laughs> if we lose Friday, I want to win. Don't get me wrong. I need that win versus the Bucks, and I feel you, Black. That's a big game, especially what they did to us, best in the East. But whatever, like I said, I'm tired of Pat Bev. I'm tired of Kawhi. I'm tired of PG. I'm tired of Doc Rivers. I'm, I'm sick of them talking over the Lakers. I listen to their interviews closely. They always talking over the Lakers. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Anthony Davis. I ain't worried about LeBron. I think LeBron be ready to play. LeBron had 30 last time they played. He was out there, but ain't nobody else show up. Kuzma showed up in the first half. He showed up in the first half, but nobody else showed up. But Friday night, I mean, excuse me, Sunday night on March the 8th, 3.30 on ABC is what I'm waiting for, Black. Cedric Farr, talk to me about the Lakers, man, what we got going on, specifically with these matches, man, Bucks and Lake and Clippers. What, what, what you see, what you hope to see with these matches, man? Talk to me. I'm with you. Mm. Uh, we, need to, we definitely need to right our wrong against that, with that Milwaukee, Milwaukee game. Jeez. Uh, but that Clippers, it worked like that. Look at all the people you just routed off. Mm-hmm. Can you do that for the Lakers? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's what concerns me. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. In due time, I'm here. I got some sound bites saved because <laughs> I was <laughs> I was told by the prophet Freddie Bricks we're gonna Ooh-wee. win a championship. So I, I it's in my it's it's it's. It's checkmarked in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be looking forward to that championship because mm-hmm. if not, it's gonna go down. <laughs> <laughs> well, mention funny you should mention Freddie Bricks. No, get that microphone. Get that microphone. Say it's funny you should mention Freddie Bricks. I told Fred you was gonna be on the show today, and he said, "Oh man, I'm about to call out just to come." <laughs> Just to come out there and sit on the sports. I said, Fred, you don't got to call that, man. Just just talk to me. And, 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 and what you want me to holler at said about he going to be in the building today. So Fred just had, you know, really one thing that he just wanted to really get from you. You know what I'm saying? Fred kind of feels like you're not really in with the Lakers. He said he hear your whole take. You've been a Laker fan and all. He said he, he see that. But Fred say he don't really feel that you riding with us, that you riding with me. You ride with black. You ride with smoke. He don't feel like you ride with us because of your hatred, your dislike and displeasure for Goat James. He don't feel like you just really, really tied in. And Fred said you look like the type. If the Clippers win the championship, we might see you in the Clippers jersey this summer. Now, I'm going to give you the opportunity to respond to the Goat, Freddie Ricks, or how he feel about what he think you're going to be doing when it comes to the Lakers. Go ahead, Cedric. I told him, mm. players come and go. Mm. Franchises are forever. Right. So I'm going to be a Laker fan. 10 But I got a foot out the door. <laughs> when it comes. Now the foot out the door as far as I'm. I'm in the Uber behind y'all. Ooh. I just, I don't know. I really just dislike LeBron. And it's like. Mm. I don't know. You got to tell me because you keep saying you don't know, but you you gonna have to tell <laughs> I always, me. I, I, I will always. Le- I'm, I'm loyal James. to a fault. I don't know. It ain't gonna be satisfying. It's Le- just like LeBron honestly, and it, I don't even think it has anything to do with him. It's just the NBA as a whole. I'm like a part time fan, mm-hmm. so it's just like 
with football, I mean, with basketball, it's just not the same to me. Mm-hmm. So, I, I guess it shows up in my talk. I'm just not a fan of the NBA like that. Like, what we I got breaking up, news into the sports desk. What I grew up seeing. We got breaking news into the sports desk. We have breaking news into the sports desk. I say we have breaking news into the sports desk. I said we have breaking news into the sports desk. Sergio Far, we will let you get back to your sentiments in just one second. But <laughs> when things like this happen, man, we have to give it right now to the people. According to ESPN, the trilogy fight date has been set. Deontay Wilder Jr. Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury 3. The date will be July 18th at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. The day Cedric Farr became a Lakers fan. July 18th. Wilder. Fury. Three. That was fast black. We got a date. We got a fight. So real quick back before we jump back into the NBA. What are your initial feelings on Wilder? Fury 3 for the WBC World Heavyweight Championship. Talk to me, Black. I'm pissed, man. Ooh. It's too fast, man. It's too fast. Why you say that? D, it's hey, this too fast. Lunch you spokes, said we're not going to get into it. It's too fast. Come on, now. Tenfold. And we're going to see previews of what we saw last time. That's all I got to say about that. We can go back to basketball. All right, so real quick for me, I'm excited. I don't think it's too fast. I think this is how it should go. I think... You got your behind beat. You got Molly Wap. You want to get back in there and rectify the situation? I love it. I mean, why sit around? Why sit around and be like, oh, let's strategic? You're a boxer. You're a world-class boxer. You do one or two, three top heavyweights in the world. I like it. I like it. For sure. He's definitely, even though he got one loss on his record, like Tyson Fury. But I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to love the buildup. So, again, breaking news into the sports desk. Fury. Wilder. Three. All right, July 18th, MGM Grand, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, said, you know, we had to deliver the breaking news to our, 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 our listeners out there. So if you want to grab the mic for me and uh, kind of let's get back into uh, you being in the Uber. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, I'm in the Uber. You're behind, behind me, Black, Fred, Smooth, and the rest of the Laker Empire. You're behind us in a Toyota Corolla in the back seat. Just following us block to block because you're not sure. And you have a disdain for the GOAT James. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Okay. I just want I just wanna I so we got him on here. Y'all been asking me. People been asking me who is Cedric Farr. People been asking me who is Tyrone Coppel Gators Bain. They wanna know who is, this is him. So y'all don't have to, y'all don't gotta ask me no more. You can find him on Twitter, Gators Bain, Tyrone Coppel. If you want to let him know how you feel about his not even being in the car with the purple and gold, he said he's not in the car with us. So if y'all want to let him know how y'all feel about that gander, please, and I mean please, at him. And if you can't, for whatever reason, find him on the Twitter, please hit up the Reduce Lunch Sports on the Instagram. Hit up Dedrick Hicks Jr. Hit up Black ENL3 on the Twitter, and we will get Mr. Copple your sentiments about what he just said. So, do you have anything else to add, Cedric Farr, about the Lakers uh, moving forward, you kind of gave us a mouth pull, but do you have anything else you want to add? Maybe something you've been wanting to get off your chest. This is the time you're on the sports desk. New sports desk. Talk to us, man. You got anything else? Nah, I think I said enough. Okay, cool. Tenfold, <laughs> tenfold. 
tenfold. All right, Black, so we're going to move down the line uh, with the NBA, man. Let's get into um, what we got, what we got. James Harden. James Harden and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Apparently, they got them a little beef. A little bit of beef, man. We got Sad in here. Sad and Smooth apparently feel the same way about James Harden. But we're going to play this clip uh, from James Harden real fast. You do have people talking about some of the stereotypes that have blown up around you. Charles Barkley, when they had the All-Star Draft, was saying, oh, no one wants to take James Harden. He's a dribbler. Giannis Antetokounmpo makes a joke on the air about, uh, I want to take someone who can pass. I'm taking Kemba Walker instead of James Harden. I have more assists than him, I think. You ranked 10th in assists going into the All-Star break, and Kembo ranked 36th in assists going into the All-Star break. So I, don't see, I, don't, I don't see what the joke is, but I, don't even, I, I didn't even see it. And I, don't, I don't pay attention to stuff like that. Uh, I just know none of them can mess with me. <laughs> well, Daryl Morey, your general manager, had a great line to kind of address all of that. He said, being different doesn't really get appreciated until it works. Yeah, or when I'm done. Uh, you know, when it's, when it's all said and done, um, you know, they'll appreciate it more, you know, mm. but I wish I could just run, run and with seven feet and run and just dunk. Like that takes no skill at all. <laughs> I got to actually learn how to play basketball and how to have skill, you know. I'll take that any day. Do you think that in the end, a title is going to give you the respect that you think yeah, you deserve? I mean, it is, and I will get it. You feel confident about that? Yes, very. I like it. Thank you. All right, man. So that was James Hart, man. He was on uh did an interview with Rachel Nichols, man. And we've seen like a little brewing beef between Harden and Giannis. It kind of made it to the mainstream uh during the All-Star draft. Uh when Harden was on the board and Charles Barkley asked him, Well, dang, you gonna skip over James Harden? You, you took Joel Embiid and and uh Giannis was like, Yeah, I don't want the dribbler. Excuse me, I don't want the dribbler uh, on my team. You know, I don't want about somebody going dribble, 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 dribble on team. And at first, I don't think a lot of people caught that, but Charles, Shaq, and Kenny busting out laughing, they made it a big deal. <laughs> and um, I, I, I want to kick it to you, Black. And we, and we don't get this a lot. And this is probably right up Sad's alley because we talked about this several times. Said about the competitive nature, the fire, the jawing, the going back and forth, like. I'm the man. Now nah, you say, now nah, you ain't the man. I'm the man. You know what I'm saying? Let's square up and let's do our thing. But Black, what do you take about Harden's response to Giannis um, after the fact? Like, what, what you thought about Harden saying that? Uh, I can respect what he said. I can respect what he said. Uh, I'm looking forward to when they play again. I'm because I know it's. <laughs> yeah, I gotta look that up. I know it's going to be fireworks when they play again. But mm-hmm. um, man, it's basketball. Man, it's competitive basketball. You know, you don't have to. You may not like what someone do and how they play, but, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. and, and Giannis is this kid. He really don't care for, you know, he want the ball in his hands, so he wants somebody who's going to pass him the ball. So that's basically what he was saying. So mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's good for basketball, man, to have stuff like this going on. So I think this, I think this is really a good look. So to have them going back and forth, you know. Uh, MVPs, you know, who is the better player, uh-huh. which one is the better player. So I'm excited. I like it. It's really good. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, Giannis came out, I think, that Friday after Harden's interview aired that Thursday. And Giannis, you know, he 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 he's a jokester, man. And he tried to put on like, oh, I, I didn't mean anything by it. You know, I'm just focused on winning. And, you know, if that's what he thinks about me, that all I can do is run and dunk, then that's what he thinks about me. Like, he kind of like, took his hand off the table for a second. He knew what he did, you know, saying what he was saying. So I'm a fan of it. 
You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to ask a question uh, right after Said uh, gets in here for a second. Said has some sentiments about Harden. Now, I haven't... Said texted me after uh, Smooth was on. He kind of said, uh, you know, me and Smooth share the same sentiments about James Harden. But I haven't heard what that exactly is from Said. I've heard it from Smooth. But Said, I just want to kind of open up with you. What are your sentiments on James Harden? Like, how do you feel about the player, James Harden, to make you say that me and Smooth are in the same call with this one? Because you ain't in the Lakers call. But go ahead. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm behind the Lakers call. <laughs> Come on, bro. But nah. Um, with James Harden, mm. the numbers there. Mm-hmm. But they, you got to, like, really look at them. Mm-hmm. 9 of 31, 30 points. And then he gets to the free throw line. <laughs> 30-something times. So I pretty much echo what Smooth say. But for me, I hate front runners. I hate front runners. How many times has he been bounced from the playoffs? Mm. Absent. Where those stat lines at? Mm. So that's my beef. Mm-hmm. He's like I say with LeBron. Mm-hmm. He he's it. been bounced and this, that, and the other. But I, I, I can't critique. The only time we can say is that 2011 year. They in the finals with Dallas. against Dallas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the only yep. stain on his career. But mm-hmm. as far as that, so I'll give that to LeBron. Mm-hmm. I can't, like I said, I can't say anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm not making this about LeBron. But, you know, with I James Harden, that's if you want to say at the mm-hmm. top of the, I hate seeing people. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate it even with um the Raptors. They were doing it. Even the Trailblazers with mm-hmm. Dame Lillard. Mm-hmm. Sizzling through the year, then come mm-hmm. one and done. And it's like, what was all this? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just look at the numbers. So you, like, so you think James is a front runner? You think he could just absolutely put on the show in the regular season? But when it's time to get it, when it's crunch time, when it's time to really state your case, he ain't been there, and you can't roll with it. I, that's I just hate that. Well, we I hate that. Say the same thing for Giannis too, then. Yeah, we can say the same thing if we make it. You said he, well, he asked me yeah, about, about Harden, Harden. Yeah, yeah. specifically. Yeah yeah, 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 but yeah, you can say that he had he didn't. Neither one of them were really proven to be barking at one another. But if we, you ask me what I dislike about Harden, I just hate that. So you're going to have to show me. Because mm. really, they got, if Chris Paul don't get hurt, he was the reason they was going to put Golden State out. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm with you. So I'm with you. that's just me. That's okay. I hate that. Okay. So what do you think about, well, you just kind of said it just, just now. You don't think they've done enough to be barking at each other? Or do you think it's... Okay, let me ask you this. Do you like the competitive competitiveness between them two? Yeah, I you can know, dig it. Yeah, you I can, can dig, dig that. You okay. know, call him out for what it is, and, sure. you know, he can rightfully say that. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing, too. Mm. Now we talk. I don't hear ball hog when I hear James Harden. Oh. Because the sister there kind of, sort of. But I know, I used to catch flat for Kobe. When he played, he don't mm-hmm. pass. Mm-hmm. But somebody had his five or six for their career. Mm-hmm. How you don't pass? Mm-hmm. So that's what you know. Same position, both shooting guards. Key word: shooting. Ooh, but it was a Kobe. It was he shooting us out the game, but I don't need James Harden. That's about cool. mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's me. Ten four, ten four. Great take on uh, and I and I'm look, man. I'm a I'm an offensive basketball type guy, and I love to see. Players who are so skilled, like Harden, man, and like you know how Kobe was, and, and Jordan, and 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 Westbrook. Like I'm a fan of guys who can do things other people just simply cannot. I'm a fan of it, you know. But at the same time, I am a fan of winning. 
I want to win. I'm probably one of the most competitive people I know. Me. I'm in a room with competitive people. I don't have my bouts with black. I don't have my bouts with sad. Like, competitiveness is healthy, bro. You know, especially when you can do your thing, man, and, and come out on top. It's even more fun. But I think with Harden, I think it was a total gift and a blessing that he's playing with Westbrook this year. It's not the same. Harden is getting the attention, but he's not getting like the people, like people are just gawking at him. Like, oh, did you see Harden? Did you watch Harden last night? I'm not getting that this year. Well, with Westbrook being on the team, Westbrook is a flat out dog. Like he ain't, he, you can say what you want to say about his game, but I tell you what, man, it's not too many people that I'm taking over Russell Westbrook to have on my team. A teammate, somebody who's going to be out there on the floor and just give it all he got. It ain't no question. And I think James Harden has finally got the right type of player around him. If you look at the Rockets since, since they went small ball and they got rid of Compella, bro, they 7-2 with two losses. They 7-2. And, and they're playing really, really well. And Harden is not getting all of the love. We're not seeing the 50. We saw earlier in the season when Westbrook was getting comfortable in the system. But we're not seeing that no more. We're not seeing it. We're seeing Westbrook being the leading scorer of the team since All-Star break. Because he's killing in the paint. Like, that lineup is set up for him and Black. I want to get in with you real quick. Let's just talk about Westbrook for a second. I saw Bomani Jones tweet this and Kendrick Perkins tweet this on Twitter. And they say Russell Westbrook is playing the best basketball of his career. Westbrook done been in the league 10 years, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I went and looked. I was like, man, that they, man, they really, even his MVP, even his triple double years. So I went and looked, Black. And I'm going to have to agree with them. Like, if you watch how he's playing on the floor, that system that D'Antoni has and now they're going small ball, it's all complimentary, complimenting his game. The paint is open. He's destroying the paint. He rebounded. He gets to the cup. He don't got to shoot the three. He ain't got to do that because the lanes are opening up because they're playing small. So what are you seeing with Westbrook? And what you seeing with the Rockets, Black? What you seeing? Um, I was one of the ones that was kind of on the fence about what the Rockets was doing, but it's paying dividends, man, and Westbrook is playing out of his mind. Yes. I wouldn't agree if you're just going to go on numbers. It was just something about that first year, Triple W, that MVP year. Uh-huh. It was something about that year when he was in uh, OKC. Mm-hmm. He was a dog then. Like, uh, he just, like, he Always. he had something yeah. he had something on his mind Always. that MVP year. But we're seeing the same type of Westbrook, like, that MVP year here. Mm-hmm. Um, I love what they're doing. I, I, I feel like D'Antoni is, he knows, he knows what he has, and I feel like he needs to, he needs to do this to get Jayton to make sure when it comes to that playoff push, James Hartness can be fully engaged, fully healthy, not worried about injury, not having to carry the load so much. Because mm-hmm. I, I really feel like that's what James' problem was, carrying that load mm-hmm. and don't have nobody to fall back on. Mm-hmm. But you got, and you got someone and you have a dog mm-hmm. who will put you, you on his back and say, let's go get this. Desk, bro? So, Man, turn that other show off. I'm excited bro. about what they're doing. They are going to be dangerous mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Like, I kind of got to agree with Fred. Like, if they play the Clippers in one of these rounds, bro, like, mm. I don't I don't know. Like, Yeah, talk about it. What do you do? Like, what is like, you're going to have to pick your poison because if you're giving James Harden breaks, 
he gonna be well rested and he gonna come alive in the playoffs and then you gotta worry about Westbrook. You sure? But um mm. you right, said you right, said. You right. <laughs> you right. You right. But you right, said. They both they both on the same team and we already call them people who don't show up in the playoffs, but they playing together this time. So yeah. right, right, either right, one right. of them gonna show up. Somebody got to. Somebody gotta show up and do something. Westbrook before Harden. I can't be mad at you for saying that. I can't be mad at you but for saying that. We gonna we gonna we gonna see, man. But I'm excited to, uh the basketball he's playing. But yeah, like like said said not too long ago, front running basketball. I enjoy it. I enjoy the offense. I enjoy the intensity. But come playoff push, bro, mm-hmm. and playoff time, mm-hmm. you need to keep this up. Mm-hmm. You have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with you. What did you do in camp? So you know, uh, you know what? What did you do in camp? Is that's what, that's what people gonna be asking hard in them, like hard in Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? Again, what? what did you do in camp? That's what they're gonna be asking. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. I just want to kind of spend a little time on them real quick. All right, man. So before we get out of here, we're going to run through the standings real quick, and then we're going to get out, and we're going to transition to the NFL, all right? So we got in the Western Conference, we got the Lakers with a five-game lead in the West, man, 45-13, and 13, followed by the Nuggets and the Clippers, both sitting at 40-19. and 19. Both are sitting at 40-19. and 19. Nuggets on the one-game losing streak. Clippers on the three-game winning streak. You got the Rockets at 39-20. and 20. The Rockets only one game back of that two-seed. They done won six straight. Only one loss since the All-Star break, man. Eight and ten in their last ten games, man. So they're playing really well. The Jazz, I don't know what's going on. They done bench Ingles. They talking about benching Conley, like Snyder. What you got going on in uh, Utah, man? You got the Thunder, still the surprise team of the league to me. They're sitting in the sixth seed at 37-23, followed by the Mavs, followed by the Grizzlies. Now, the Pelicans, the Spurs, and the Blazers, they are all, all three of those teams are three games out of the AFC. Pelicans, the Spurs, and the Blazers are all three games back. Three games back, man, of the AC of the playoff. In the East, man, you got the Bucks, man, just dominating. 52 and 8, man. 9 and 1 in their last 10 games. Six game winning streak. You got the Raptors, man, at 42 and 17. Dog, the Bucks got a 10 game lead in the West, in the East, man. A 10 game lead in the East, man. Followed by the Celtics man. at 41 and 18. The Heat, the 76ers, the Pacers, the Magic, and the Nets. So this is about here go, here you go with the Eastern Conference. The seventh seed is 27 and 33. And the eighth seed is the AC is 26 and 33. So you don't get that in the West, but you're getting that in the East, man. And somebody's going to get to play those teams. So the Bucks probably will sweep the Nets, and then the Rattlers will probably sweep the Magic, but we'll see. All right, man. So that's going to wrap up our NBA talk, man. It was a fun one, man. And uh, we're going to transition uh, over, I believe we're going to get to the National Football League. Let's get into it, man. Let's get to the NFL listeners. I apologize. Some people hit me and say, man, you ain't been playing the trap music, man, by the NFL, man. My fault. My fault. I'm on my job this week. All right, man. So the combine. All right. The combine took place. Uh, well, I think today was the last yeah, today was the last day of the NFL combine. And we got some some big college football fans in the building. Uh, I'm a big fan as well, but black and uh said, man, these boys, <laughs> <laughs> these boys is on it, man. They transition with these boys over to the uh to the combine, get ready to come into the league. So black, let's talk combine. Uh give me your standouts, man. What do you think about the combine and who kind of stood out to you? Man, um, 
Combine was very interesting these past couple of days, man. You got had a lot of you had a lot of surprising things happen in this draft. I mean in this in this combine, but um if I had to say one person that really stood out to me, it, it would have to be Clemson linebacker uh, Isaiah Sims. This kid is a <laughs> Is a freak is a freak of nature, man. Like, uh-huh. what else can you say, man? He ran a a four three nine in the mm-hmm. forty, uh, forty two inch vert, uh, broad jump. I think, I mean, I think he jumped like almost, yeah, twelve uh inches or whatever the jump thing is. Wow. I mean, broad jump, yeah, like, man, this kid, <laughs> this kid is insane, man. Like to hear everything that's going on with him and uh, it's it's not surprising because. I seen this firsthand personally on the football field. Like this kid is everywhere, everywhere. And then he said it perfectly. Like they were actually, you know, what do you play? What do you play? Uh, what's your position on defense? He said, I play everywhere on defense. It's I'm a. He was like, I'm a football player. I'm, I play everything on defense. It's nothing I can't play on defense. And uh, but that's that's the person that like out of this out of the, out of um. Out of the combine, man, who stood out, and then um, I got I got I got I got to show say some love. One of the one of these Gators players, man, um, C J Henderson, man, his forty time was amazing. He looked good in this in this in 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 his drills too at the combine. Like they said, he's they say he's definitely going to be a top fifteen pick. I wouldn't be mad if he came to the Jaguars. We could use him, hmm. um, but who knows? We'll see what happens. And um, this offensive tackle, man, I um. I got to get his name. Hold on. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, whoever the kid is, he's 320 some pounds and ran like a five something in the in in the 40, like one of the fastest times for an offensive lineman. He's like 320 something pounds. So uh, that was good to see too. And um, I'm just excited, man. Overall, we got a lot of talent. Got oh yeah yeah yeah. Michael Beckton, yeah, offensive lineman, 6'7", 365. Mm. Uh, offensive lineman ran a, uh, his 40 was a 5'10", a five in, in his 40. So, like, that's amazing. Like, they say his, he's rising, too, uh, for the draft. So, I'm excited, man, that uh, we got so much talent in, in this draft. Uh, you had a few people that was was disappointing that didn't do as well. Um, I was kind of disappointed in the linebacker from... Uh, LSU, uh, he 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 got a hamstring in his forty, but he didn't run as good as I thought. Uh, Quinn, I can't I don't think I can't think of his first name, but Patrick Quinn, he didn't he didn't run he didn't he ran well, but he got hurt, so we weren't really able to see him work. But um, yeah, man, uh, it's a lot went on. It's going to be an exciting draft. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with these kids moving forward. All right, cool, cool. So say, let's get in here, man. Talk to me, man, about the combine. Same thing I asked Black. Who were your standouts? Um, and just in general, um, what you thought about the whole combine, man? I always enjoy the combine, but it just go to you know, I just love college football, so right. I I'm tied in regardless. Uh, CJ made him some money today, like I said before the season, but y'all laughed at me over the phone, but it's okay though. <laughs> um, the tackle, uh, Beckton, he just talked about, and mm-hmm. Mr. Simmons. Now, me personally, being a Jag fan and just a football fan. I don't want another Gator here. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see him flourish elsewhere because it just seemed like <laughs> they don't work out here. Uh-huh. So get me. Uh, I want 600 pounds with them two picks. Mm-hmm. Whether it's two offensive linemen, two D, well, an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman because 
That's what we need help the most. Everything yeah. else will figure itself out mm-hmm. if you go inside out. Look at Patrick Mahomes be sitting back though. Yes, sir. In offensive line. Look at all the good teams with you know a competent quarterback. Mm-hmm. But you know they got to build. They got to get the trenches right, man. That's something that's gonna stand the test of time. Right. Get the trenches right. You get the trenches right, everything else will work out. Facts. Facts. Yeah, for me, man, I I enjoy the combine as well. I just like to see these kids um uh run around, man, and do these drills, man. You just, I'm like, man, they look so youthful. <laughs> That's what I say to myself when I watch these now. But just one in particular part of the draft caught my uh attention and tickled my funny bone. Uh star uh defensive back out of Ohio State. Oh yeah. Uh Jeff uh <laughs> Akuda. Oku what? Akuda. Awa? Akuda. Okay, Jeff Okuda. Akuda <laughs> Matata. <laughs> I really loved when he was talking to the media. And uh the guy was asking him about the holes in this game. And my man was not having it. I wish I had a clip, but he said, I didn't give him no holes, no PIs. No nothing. Go put back on the tape. You need to go put back on the tape. Like, I like that. Oh, like, he said he wasn't scoring on either. Yeah, that. I was yeah. like, I, I like that. I like to see a player confident in his and his ability and know what he's talking about. So, of course, you know, the reporters, they went and looked it up. Did he have any PIs? No. Did he have any holes? No. That's unheard of in football. That's unheard of in football. This is a team that went all the way to the playoff. And he ain't had none of that? I said it. When they played, I think it was Penn State, and that little athlete they got in Penn State who they were saying was going to get him problems, when he locked him up, and that boy ain't do nothing with they gave him him. They gave Jeff Okudia him. And when he ain't do nothing, because that boy was getting off from Penn State in the beginning of the year. He was getting off, and he took him out again. That's the only game uh-uh. that I really – I'm just saying that I watched him. I'm saying that <laughs> no, I watched you him. you watched another one. What the Clemson you game. Won. Oh, yeah, what yeah, did Justin Ross game. do in that game? He ain't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't do nothing. He ain't do nothing. But I think if you and I'm gonna ask both of y'all, like, how high does this how did, how high does this kid go in the draft? Where does he go just off his skill set? And where do you think his spot will be in the draft? I don't, you know we don't have to break it all down, but I just want to know what do you think at the top of your head? How high do you think he will go? I'm gonna say this real quick, and then I'm gonna kick it to Sid. It all depends on these quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's been said that it's it, it it could be up to four quarterbacks go in in the top fifteen picks. Mm-hmm. We shall see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seen some drafts where they had him falling all the way to eight nine round where the Jaguars pick, picking at. Mm-hmm. I saw that as well. I think this kid is a top five pick. Bar okay. none. Okay. It was him. It was him. Chase Young and Joe Barrow was definitely top five picks for me. Okay. Definitely. We know in the NFL it's all about need and what, what's going to fit. Everybody want quarterbacks because that's the future. Pat mm-hmm. Mahomes, everybody want their quarterback. So I think that he should be a top five pick. But if he falls, let him fall. Mm-hmm. Let, him, let him fall because uh, you can't go wrong with a DB like this. Mm-hmm. Um this kid, like, in the two years that he started, he hasn't been scored on. Mm-hmm. The P.I.s and all, that that's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. and people was looking at me crazy talking about, man, they don't play nobody. I don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. This is college football. The ball is being thrown around the field more than it's been run. Yeah, a lot. Uh, the ball is being ran. Yeah, a lot. So, for this kid to no have no P.I.s, no holdings, 
uh, not to be scored on. Mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey's been scored on. Jalen Ramsey's had PIs, holdings, all this good stuff. This kid hasn't had none of that. And then he's long. He's rangy. Like, he Big gave Coney. one of the best receivers in the nation in Justin Ross. He held him to nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. All time. In that game. So, I'm ex- I'm. I know Seth said we need them trenches, but if something was to happen and he falls to number nine, you got to do the same thing you did with uh with with Allen, Josh Allen. You got to take him. You got to take best player available. I'm sorry. Yeah, facts. Okay. We had Jalen Ramsey, mm-hmm. and if you have an- another opportunity to get to get a three point oh, maybe even better than Jalen. Defensive back, you have to take him because mm-hmm. we don't have nothing there either. Mm-hmm. We got trash there too. Mm-hmm. But I understand you said we need the trenches. I understand and I agree with you. But if certain players fall, you have to take them. You have to. You just have to take them guys. But right. I like him, man. He, he he's definitely a top five pick for me. All right, Tim. Folks, saying what you said, you know, real fast for me. What do you think, Jeff Akuda? How high? Akuda Matata. How high do you think he goes? Um. I just looked at a mock draft. They had them going at three uh-huh. uh, to the Lions. Mm-hmm. So, at, with Black, top five possibly. If he falls, I could dig it. I just don't want no more Gators in Jacksonville. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I just, I'm tired of the slander. Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's rightfully so. It's rightfully so. It's rightfully so. I can't, you know, I'm not going to uh, sit here and sugarcoat nothing. Rightfully, rightfully so. I just don't want no, no, more, no more Gators here. But, um... Just if y'all want to treat just to see, because CJ Henderson is right there with him. I think he gave up one touchdown in two years. Right. And like how I knew he was a, what what he ran at the 40 uh, was evident back then. Uh, we played South Carolina a couple years ago, and mm-hmm. Debo called a slant. Mm-hmm. Ran him down. Got him. And Debo ran a 4 4 8. We played Tennessee, I want to say a couple years ago, which it was a tight end, but he came from the opposite side of the field and him. ran a trick play mm-hmm. away from him. So. The speed there, the talent there. Uh, I wouldn't say he locked up Jamar Chase, but he held his own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's like the stats, the numbers not really there because they really didn't throw his way. Mm-hmm. They went away from him. Same and when thing they like did, Jeff. it was a bunch of pass, yeah, bunch yeah. of pass breakups and stuff. So, uh, yeah, but I don't want him here because I'm just, I just tired of CJ. You don't want CJ. I don't want here. CJ here. I don't want. But CJ you'll take Jeff. I'll be cool with Jeff, but I don't want no more Gators. <laughs> okay. In a Jacksonville Jaguar uniform. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the, the draft lineup, man. Of course, the Bengals and the Redskins. He won't end up there. The Lions could be a potential spot, but I think Lions can go quarterback too. Yep. Like I think they the, the stuff that's coming out about Matthew Stafford, man. I really think he could be uh, a Lion. I really think he could be a Giant. Like he mm-hmm. could be a Giant as well. Uh, I don't think he'll be a Dolphin. But then the pick that's interesting to me before he gets to Jacksonville depending on what the Chargers do in free agency with quarterback because they get, they need a quarterback too but let's just say let's just say Tom Brady goes to the Chargers which is a possibility if the Chargers can draft Jeff Okuda Matata and put him out there with Duran and them boys it's a wrap it's a wrap because this is a kid and it's rare that you see him come along Ramsey could play right away CJ Henderson could play right away Jeff Okuda Matata going to play right away. And you put him out there with Bosa and Ingram and the likes that they got on defense and to put him on the same side wherever uh, uh, Derwin James going to be at, bro, it's over. If they can stay healthy. Like, I'm telling you right now, like, that is the type of player that I think this kid is. Like, 
it's one thing to see a player on the field and you can see his talent, but I'm telling you, man, when you see the demeanor of a person, Deion Sanders, you seen Deion demeanor, man. It can't nobody touch me. Ray Lewis, you saw his demeanor. Ed Reed, we see, we see the guy, Tom Brady. We see the demeanor, man, that, that matches their athletic ability. And I seen it in that kid. I seen it in that kid. He just felt disrespected by the reporter. And he let him know without a smile on his face. That made me a fan off the rip. So I'm watching that Charger spot. And if he gets past the Chargers, I definitely see him. Who got to pick out the Chargers? I want to share. The Panthers. He can go there too. Mm. Like he's not going. Like they need a defensive back too. Like he's not going. Yeah, ma- I don't I think. think he- I got a feeling they're going to go offense because of that new he- offensive minded. Yeah, head coach. coach. Yeah, yeah. And he got the Cardinals and the Jaguars. So. Mm. So we'll see. Ooh. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, I just want to kind of ask y'all about Jeff. So before we get out of NFL, I want to talk quarterback. A lot of quarterback talk been going around. Burrow, Tool's been throwing up in there. If he was healthy, some people say Tool would be the number one pick. Now you got the Redskins saying they thinking about Tool. We don't know what the Lions going to do. They talking about Tool. Then you got earlier today. Jordan Love. Yeah, him. T- yeah, Love out of uh, Nevada. Wait, wait. Oh, uh, Utah. Utah, Utah State. State. Utah State. And then today I, I got I got the. Uh, the, the alert on the Bleach Report about uh, Justin Herbert going to the Dolphins. And then I got Herbert going to the Chargers. Like, the quarterback talk. I just, we just named four or five quarterbacks in the first six picks of the draft. Mm. I know you just said it, Black. They talking quarterback. Five can go in the top uh, 15. But to me, to me, I'm thinking five quarterbacks go in the first eight picks of this draft. You think so? In the first eight picks of this draft. So I think some of the go. people we just, Jeff Okuda, Chase Young, Chase that Young. means these guys going to fall. No, they're going to get picked in the top 10. They're going to get picked in the top 10. Chase Young going to be picked in the top three. He going to be picked in the top so, three. But the, 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 the first Five three the teams 10. that you pick, yeah. you kind of think they're going to take quarterbacks, They could though. go quarterback. They could go quarterback. But I think the way the game is going, Patrick Mahomes is a classic example of why I'm saying this. Oh, yeah, you need a quarterback. That, you have to have a quarterback. This is what this was Mahomes' what, second full season as a mm-hmm. starter? Second full season as a starter. Chip. The year before that, MVP. Should have been unanimous. MVP. Or was it unanimous? I think he was unanimous MVP last year. Mm. MVP. Chip. And he going to his fourth season and still on a rookie deal for now. <laughs> for now. Yeah. So I'm thinking these, like Sayed was saying it before the show, man. Like general managers, they up against the wall, bro. NFL football is a trendy sport. It's a trendy sport. What worked for this other team? It's got to work for us, too. Let's take a chance on Herbert. Let's take a chance on Tua. Let's take a chance on, uh, what's my man out of Utah State? Uh, Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Like, that's what's happening right now. And Jordan Love is getting comparisons to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So I want to ask both of y'all, the quarterback, the group of quarterbacks that we have that's getting ready to come out, do you think Joe Burrow is the creme de la creme of this class. Is a guy like Love? Is a guy like uh, Tua? Like, do they deserve to be talked about with him? Do Justin Herbert deserve to be talked about right up there with Burrow? And I want to ask you guys to remove the championship and the Heisman. I'm talking about just the play on the field. Mm-hmm. Remove the championship and remove the Heisman. So do you think this class, these other guys rival Joe Burrow? I got to say yes, reason being. Uh-huh. Because I wasn't going to put the, like you said, the Heisman and all the accolades in college. That's college football. Uh-huh. In the NFL, we usually don't see big-time college quarterbacks take it into the league and do really good things. Mm-hmm. It's maybe a, a, a hand few. You know, uh, Pat Mahomes was at Texas Tech, but who was really watching Texas Tech? Mm-hmm. 
we we didn't know a lot about Pat, uh, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking a lot of these quarterbacks, man. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't think uh, Burrow is the best quarterback in this draft. Oh. If I'm if if I'm looking at a quarterback, this Jordan Love kid, I mean this, this this the kid out of Utah State, I think he could be something special. Hmm. He played at a small school. You don't know much about him. Hmm. Um. I think he's up there. I think Tua. I've been back and forth with Tua, but I think he a baller, man. He he played with a lot of talent. You have a lot of talent in the NFL. I think he could do something. I don't think Burrow is the clear cut favorite at quarterback. Justin, I think Justin Herbert is going to be dynamic if he get to the right situation. I I don't I wouldn't like him to go to Miami. I would like him to go somewhere like the Chargers, where they got a a, a good defense. Uh. Offense, you know, they got some pieces on offense around them. I wouldn't want to see him in Miami. I think Justin Herbert could be uh, could be good if he goes to the right situation. But the kid Jordan Love, I'm interested to see what he falls at right. and what happens with him because I think he could be like on that Pat Mahomes type of level. Okay. All right, say what about you, man? This quarterback class, you know, Joe Burrow is apparently the creme de la creme of this class. But do you see any other quarterbacks in this class can rival? Joe Burrow coming into the draft. Do you see anybody? I don't know. I don't think so. I didn't okay. watch anybody but Joe Burrow. Uh-huh. And I'm a probably the biggest Gator fan. Y'all probably too know. Oh, uh, yeah. Fact. Or you and Fred. Two. You and Fred. Top two. For sure. Top three. Um, I know what my eyes seen with Joe Burrow in the quote-unquote best conference. Uh-huh. Week in, week out. Mm-hmm. I know what he was before. And I know what he... Became. Became. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it came with coaching, too, sure, with uh, sure. Joe Brady. Mm-hmm. So it went hand in hand. But to me, his accuracy, you don't really got no cannon, but mm-hmm. the accuracy mm-hmm. and the pocket presence. Mm-hmm. The pocket, his footwork. We talked about footwork. Yes, we did. His pocket presence. He wasn't taking no shots. Mm-hmm. And he could run. Yep, athletic. So if I'm a Bengals, if I'm the Bengals GM... If he flops, I could walk out with my pink slip with my head high. <laughs> because I know what I've seen, 60 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, mm-hmm. 5,000, 6,000 mm-hmm. yards, mm-hmm. Heisman Trophy, National mm-hmm. Championship. Mm-hmm. Undefeated. Undefeated. Mm-hmm. So, And I know y'all said to leave the accolades out, but I'm no, just- No, 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 I got you. We talked about this before. I think a lot of GMs get in trouble because what did you see? Right. I'll give you another example. Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. Now I was I, I ain't gonna lie. I was a little homerism, SEC bias when it came to them two. Uh-huh. But I know eventually, I give me Dalvin Cook. Sure, because I know what I seen, the breakaway mm-hmm. speed, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other, and we see it now. Yep. So great year with the Vikings. It's like, man, what 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 do you see? Mm-hmm. Trust okay. your eyes. Right. So that's just me. But to have a, a opinion on the other quarterbacks, I don't because I didn't watch them. Tool. Tua, Tua might be all right. Uh, with him though, them big games. He had moments in big games, but when he played, when them dog, when he had them dogs in his face, it didn't pan out. It didn't pan out. Right. So that's the only thing I can say. But his act, he has, he has an arm, mm-hmm. accuracy. Mm-hmm. All of his there is just, I don't know. I'm not sure with Tua, but the Dolphins got three first round picks. Why not? Yeah. S- spend one on you know a quarterback and then. Mm. Get some help around him. Right. Uh, the kid from Oregon, I hear everything, but I didn't watch Oregon. Okay. Come on too late. Okay. <laughs> I got to get up in the morning. Right, 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 right. So, I don't know. I just, I just, I, I, 
it, I'm kind of biased when it comes to that, but I know what I've seen every Saturday in Joe Burrow. So that's my clear cut. Like All I said, right. if I was a GM and I got fired because he ain't pan out, well, you can live with that. I can live with that. I can walk out and find me. <laughs> right. With that pink slip. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with y'all too on Burrow. What did I see? What did I see Saturday after Saturday after Saturday? What did I see? I mean, I just seen excellence. I seen elite. I seen bar none. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody in the conversation of this dude. I mean, this dude is arguably the best quarter. This dude has this dude arguably had the best season of any college football player in the history of the game. In 150 years, Joe Burrow arguably had the best season, period. And like said, say, if I'm the GM of the Bengals, man, and I take him and he don't pan out, I can take my pink slip with my head held high and say, hey, y'all saw what I saw. Y'all saw what I saw. But I got a different take, though. I seen Tua play. He the best passer in this draft. He's the best passer in this draft. What I saw at Alabama. Like, when he on, see, people forget. The year before when they lost to Clemson in the national championship game, the man didn't throw an interception until, like, week 13. Like, he was on accuracy, deep balls. Like, he have it all. He can run. He athletic. I get the injuries. They come with the game. Burrow got lucky. Herbert got lucky. Tua didn't. He suffered two significant injuries in his uh, sophomore and his junior seasons. But I, I can't forget what I've seen. The SEC is a very tough conference. If we go back and forth, who got the, the, the best conference? But the SEC got the best defenses in college football. They do. They got the best defense. When you talking about speed, when you talking about guys who can get there, we see that every Saturday in the SEC. So when I see Tua, when he's dropping back and he's slicing anybody up, except Clemson, he didn't do that. But he's slicing anybody up, man, and the rocket that he got, that boy got an arm and he can get it there. I like that. And I think, this is my opinion, this is my opinion, Right now, I believe Tua will have the better NFL career over Joe Burrow. Not saying Burrow's not going to be good, because he will. But I think Tua, if he can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy, I think his, 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 his skill set as a quarterback, I just think it's better than Joe Burrow's. I think Burrow got hot, and he rolled that wave, and he never got off. He never got off, and kudos to him, because a lot of players won't be able to do that. Mm. But he did. But, said, I see you trying to get in here uh, about something that I said. It's going to be interesting because we got to forget who they were throwing to. Okay, I got you. Both of them. Both of them. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like, you know, well, they both can flop. You're right. You're right. CD Lamb. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Both of them. So, you know, both of them were throwing the deers. So, it was like, I don't know. But, like I said, I could go with I'm gonna go. I could go with Burrow. I got you. Nothing against Tua, but the hits he take. And he, if, he you can't, if you couldn't sustain... College hits. What you yeah. think, Dominican Sue and all? Well, of look them. at the injuries though. Up. Yeah, but look at the injuries though that he took. Like these was like he they fell on him the right way. Like the way he got hurt yeah. versus old man, like, Mississippi, was it, Mississippi State? State. Yeah, like we yeah. That, that, nobody yeah. was. I don't think nobody would have got up from that. That You're was right. vicious, bro. You're right. I don't think he get like when he get hit. Cause we seen two again. He get up. He but, get up. But to go back to my point, uh huh. Did you see Joe Burrow get hit? No, he didn't get touched because of that offensive line, nah. and he was able to get out. Now nah, that's another, he was able to get out. That's another. Topic yeah. in itself because them cats was holding. All okay, year, cool. All cool. along, but cool. I, I, I had to go back and run the tape. Okay. But even then, though, when they got to him, he's sidestepping. He's moving. You're right. Pocket awareness. Pocket, You're right. You said that. You said that. You said that. I got it you. Just, I got it you. It was just something I've never seen. And that's important. In college. 
You don't see college quarterbacks. And he's 24 years old, right? Yeah. He's like 24? Yeah. Okay. So it's like, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. And it's just what amazes me the most. I know SEC fans were arguing, how is he ranked ahead Felipe Franks? Coming into the season, because the numbers were so similar. Who, who? Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow okay, and okay, Felipe. Okay. Because the numbers were so similar, uh-huh. and it was like, we beat them. Right. But just to see that nobody's seen this coming. No one. And that's nobody. why I, you know, nobody. No tape, no, no nothing. No tape, no nothing. It's right. just, I Especially enjoyed it. The year before, he, they were struggled. Struggle. They were struggled bad. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. But yeah, like I said, I'm Joe Burrow all the way. I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep tabs on Tua. Cause, sure. Like I said, it, it was fun to watch him, but I think I'm ready for a new sheriff in town. <laughs> Tenfold. So yeah, so I mean. I, Go ahead. I just, I just, I just think, man, it's just something about dudes you really don't hear about. You know, I, I, I got a chance to look at this Jordan Love kid tape, and I was yeah, like, and I asked oh. you about it like a week ago, and yeah, we both was like, yeah, we never really heard yeah, of this never, dude, and I wouldn't look, and I was right. like, oh, okay, this is why they talking about him, but no one knows him, you know, and yeah, no one really knew Pat Mahomes, you know, I. Nope. I know the big names, but we rarely see the big names succeed mm-hmm. in the NFL. We re- at quarterback position, at the quarterback position, we rarely see that. Mm-hmm. And usually, these guys that come from out of nowhere, Tom Brady went to Michigan. When uh, Michigan was wasn't really that good. Um, Peyton, you know Peyton Manning, he was big time. He probably one of the ones you had Andrew Luck, but you know you got your Pat Mahomes, you got uh. Andy Dalton, like these, I mean, even though Andy Dalton's not good, but he went, he took his team to the playoffs and he didn't play for a big school. He would play for TCU, like before TCU, he that he the one that putting them on the map. But I think smaller quarterbacks that play at smaller schools usually had a better career or, or some of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Like I said, you want to add something? Yeah, I was just thinking about what you said. You say small schools, but it's like, take for instance, a team like the Jaguars. Can you bank on that? You got so much bad going on. (laughs) In a position that the Jaguars are in, no, you can't bank on that. Because you got so much going on. You cannot bank on that. So, yeah, that's why I get what you're saying with the small schools, but it's like, that's why it makes it tough. Like, Mm -hmm. man, I got a family to feed. I can't can't bank on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, potential, because that's all it really is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree with uh, both of the things you guys are saying. You like it's the unknown. We really don't know. It's the unknown. That's why the draft is so popular. That's why the scouting and McShay and Kuiper and all these people are so important, man. Because we're just going off tape and we're going with what our eyes see. But at the end of the day, these kids, it really matters what environment they go to, what team they go to, what coaches that are around. We see it all the time. Like, look at Jameis Winston. He went to a bad situation in Tampa. Even though Jameis played a little bit better this year, he still led the league in interceptions. The Bucs didn't make it to the playoffs. Like, Bruce Aaron's supposed to be this quarterback guru, and we'll see in due time. Like, will the Bucs even keep Jameis? Like, this is what we're talking about. Look at Marcus Mariota. He became a backup this year. And the Titans went to the AFC Championship game without him. He was the number two pick in the draft. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about situation. It's all about hard work. And we'll just see how it pans out. Patrick Mahomes struck gold. Andy right Reid. Right situation. Yeah, right. right but situation. he struck gold with Andy Reid. Yes, any, he did. Any quarterback who's been with Andy Reid has been successful in the NFL. Look how he revitalized Michael Vick when Vick came back off of what he had going on. We had never seen Vick pass the ball like that. 
ever in that one season in Philadelphia. So it's it's like I feel for Joe Burrow. Like <laughs> going to Cincinnati, like who's there? But you know what? If two will go to Miami under that that head coach that came from New England, I like that coach. Like for them to run off those three straight before the season was over to beat New England in New England, the way they did when they had nothing to play for. Like I like that situation for a young quarterback because you're going in like man, like I. Yeah, they they gonna re up. I know, I know. I'm talking about this kid Jordan Love a lot, but I'm just thinking about different situations and what people got going on. The Bears, the Bears took moved up and took Trubinsky with the what the number second two, the, the second pick, correct? The head coach for the Bears is the offensive coordinator who was in Kansas City, uh, Pat Mahomes' first year starting, correct? Okay. A kid, and then you have you you have concerns about uh, Trubisky. Why not draft a kid like this? And we know how you are with Pat Mahomes. What you did in his first year starting, you got he was the MVP. Yeah, unanimous. I got you. I got you. Why I got not you. take a kid who people say that he that he looks like plays like Pat Mahomes. You know, he gives you that Pat Mahomes feel. Why not take a kid like that? And you're the offensive mind to get Pat Mahomes to where he. With Andy Reid, yeah. with Andy Reid, yeah. why not take a kid like that to sit behind a Trubinsky if something was to happen? I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just. Yeah, no, it's it's all spe- hypothetic- it's, yeah, it's, it's hypothetical about, speculation. Like I think wherever this kid lands, if he lands in the right situation, I think he could be something good. Yeah, that's just that's with any any one of these quarterbacks, and it's gonna be fun to see how it how it pans out. And I would, I, I actually would like to see Tua in Washington. To see what happens. I don't want to see him there. I don't want to see him there. You know, That's not a know, good spot, man. But you know why? Because he's not going to have a bad coach. Ron Rivera is a very it. good coach. I get it, but they don't have and nothing going around, to, and, man. And, 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 and they're going to get Ron Rivera is going to get Washington back to where they need to be. We'll I see, believe bro. He, I believe he will. And okay, I know they got Dwayne Haskins, but you know, I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen. But if Washington did, <laughs> if Washington did take Tua. I wouldn't. It, I wouldn't be mad at that for Washington. I wouldn't be. I mean, I feel you. I wouldn't be mad if I was a Redskin either. Washington Redskin, we getting two. I wouldn't be mad either. But I don't think we'll see. Well, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about the draft right now. But you know, we'll see how it goes. We got a lot of time to talk about that. What's gonna happen with Haskins? What you think about Haskins? I know Seth was a big fan of Haskins when he was coming out, but you know, we'll see how that goes. But we're gonna touch on the CBA real quick. I want to play this video real quick from one of the Pouncey twins. Man, the shit's so fucking crazy, man. I vote no. Yo, guys. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Our NFL PA, the, the, the dudes at the top, the leaders, man, that shit all fucking bullshit. Fuck that. They ain't looking out for the best of the players. And if y'all want my vote, the Pouncey Twins vote no. And if any player, uh, any one of our teams, if y'all heard for rent money or anything while we go through this lockout, call us. Man, we got way more money than what they had back in the days. We ain't got to worry about that. All the vets on each team stand the fuck up. Stand up. Show these guys that we care about them. Man, I care about all you young players, and I love you guys to death. I ain't going to let y'all down. Trust and believe. They trying to sign a bullshit-ass deal just so these motherfuckers are sitting up. Yeah, so that. can go around and smile and say, I got something done. You ain't get shit done. Yeah, so that was one of the Pouncey Twins. I don't really know which one it was, but they were riding in their nice car with the panoramic roof with his shirt off. Uh, screaming at the NFLPA and the new CBA deal. So this is what he's upset about. Potential moves with the CBA, and I don't have it right here in front of me, but we're talking about a 17-game season. We're talking more playoff games. We're talking more wear and tear on the body, more big hits, 
more concussions, more ACLs. We're talking about more and more injury for these guys, man. That's basically what uh, the Pouncey Twins are saying this video. And I have some quotes, man, from uh, some of the NFL players, some of the big names in the league. We got Russell Wilson saying, the NBA and Major League Baseball, they're doing it right. Players come first. We should not rush to the next years for today's satisfaction. I agree with that. Aaron Rodgers, this deal will affect every player that every every player that ever plays this game, and we have made the decision with only abbreviated version of the deal. That isn't good enough. Richard Sherman says, "Health and wellness of our men is always the most important aspect. There was no price you can put on that, and that is why I voted no." So that was Sherm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson basically saying they're voting no on this new proposed CBA. Now, I'm going to kick this off and we're going to go real fast around the table. But as a football fan, of course, I want to see more football. Of course, I want to see an extra game. Of course, I want to see more playoff games. Of course, I do. There's nothing more that I would rather do than order a pizza, get some angry orchards, some chocolate-covered pretzels uh, with the peanut in the middle, get some more snacks, have my dogs over, turn on the game, and watch football. There's nothing more that I would love to do than that. But I feel the players. I feel them on this. I get us more money. I get you play more games, you get more money. I understand that. But what about the health insurance? I'm that's not logical here. The health insurance of these players, the, the players' well-being when they're done retiring, like how well they're going to be taken care of. We seen the we seen the lawsuits and everything from concussions and all that throughout the years. Like, this is a dirty game with the NFL. And these guys have to play more games and be subsided to more concussions and injuries and, and, and health issues down the line in their life. I'd vote no too. So I just want to get around the room, go around the room real fast with y'all. What do you think about this new CBA deal? Do you think it's going to be good for the game or bad for the game? Um, I would vote if I had a vote. I would vote no, because I think uh, the players matter, man. For sure, we've seen over so many years of players passing because of things that didn't happen in the league from taking mm-hmm. hits, and I think that's still real to this day because the, the hits are still. Dangerous in this day and time. Not maybe not as bad as it was back then, but it's still bad. So I I say no. I think you got to put the players first in in every sport. I think the players matter. So uh, them saying no, I'm with them with this. I don't want to see it. Um, I think if they came up with maybe something, they can find something different, but not adding more games and cutting preseason games out for more playoff games. I understand the money. They already like like the uh, Pouncey twin said. They already paid, bro. We got money. We got money. So let's if y'all if y'all want to do this, we gonna hold out. And I agree, they should do that because you got to put the wellness of the players first. Ten four. How about you said? Uh, how are you feeling about a seventeen game season, more playoff games? You think it'll hurt the game, or you think it'll be better for the game? I think it'll hurt the game because they already uh, taking enough uh, beatings as it is. Yep. Uh, I kind of side with the players as far as. Like, if they're in a position to to do that, then, you know, so be it and try to get a better deal. Right. Because, you know, in the end, it's still all about negotiation. For sure. Nego- negotiating. But um, the thing is, yeah, the Pouncey Twins can say that, but what about the guy that, you know. Trying to make it. Trying to make it. Trying to get it, the money. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I get it. But I mean, and that's just two people. The Pouncey Twins ain't got that much money. Facts. So, Facts. you know, they the only ones that, 
front running, you know, stuff like that. So it's just uh, we heard from Rogers, we heard from Russell Wilson, we for, for Sherman. I read those off uh, right before. Did they say anything about money though? No, they did not because they have money. So you're right, sir. Yeah. So that, the Pouncey <laughs> twins, the uh, one of right. them was the only one. Yeah, we yeah, got y'all. Right. Yeah. Nobody else said that. You're right. So yeah, that's the only thing. So and it's like I said, it's. They're going to have to vote. So I don't know. I think it's tricky, man. I think with that vote, it's going to be real interesting, man. I think it's like one of those things going to be like 51 50. Because you got a lot of young players, like you said, said, like, these guys trying to get paid too. They're trying to get a shot. And one more game could make somebody a superstar. One more playoff game could introduce somebody else. I mean, we see it all the time in the NFL, the new stars. Like, when we seen, even though Odell was picked in the first round, I think he was, but when he finally got his shot, like, he wasn't a starter. He made his claim. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. But um, it'll be interesting. We're going to keep it closed. I think that vote is supposed to wrap up sometime this week. And then we'll get back to y'all, you know, give our thoughts on the whole vote thing. So that's really going to wrap up our NFL talk. Load the NFL talk, man. We're going to jump right into the UFC real quick. Big fight. Big fight card this weekend, man. UFC 248 taking place this weekend. We're going to get into the main event right now. Middleweight champion, 18-0, Israel Adesanya. We'll be taking on the dangerous, the dangerous Yoel Romero at 13-4 for the for the undisputed middleweight strap. Black, you know what I need from you. I need who? I need a winner, and I need a round, and I need a finish. Talk to me, Black. Um, this is gonna be a tricky fight, man. Mm-hmm. I think uh Romero gonna be game for this fight. Mm-hmm. But um I think the uh I think that Adesanya's um the things he's doing is something special that we're seeing here. So I got Adesanya winning this is uh by fourth round stoppage. Mm-hmm. All right, man, so I'm going to go ahead and go, man. I'm very nervous. I'm very worried about this fight, more so than others. Some days I say I think Romel's going to win. I think he's going to knock Israel out. Some days I wake up and say, man, Israel, offensively, he's smart. He's skilled. He'll be able to hold his own. I've seen him versus Whitaker. I've seen him versus Gaslam. I've seen him out there, man, and, and be in some dangerous spots in fights, and he's came through. <sighs> so right now at this moment, I'm going to go Adesanya. I'm going to go Adesanya. I'm going to go out of Sanya, man, and I know Romel's going to get tired because we always see it. If Israel can get him late in the third and the fourth rounds, I think he can get a stoppage, man. So, honestly, Black, I'm going to roll with you, but I'm going to go fifth round. I'm going to go fifth round, TKO, Israel out of Sanya in an absolute war. Now, I won't be surprised if we come in here next week for the next episode of the Sports Says we got a brand new middleweight champion by knockout. By knockout. Because I'm telling you, man, Joe Rogan, Chael Sonnen, Dana White, uh, uh, what's my man, uh, DC Daniel Cormier, they all say the same thing. Nobody, nobody is picking up the phone saying, I want to fight Yoel Romero. Ain't nobody doing that. And I respect Israel for saying, oh, this is the monster. This is the boogeyman. This is the guy y'all say, don't fight. I want to fight him. And that's what he did. And I respect him for that. But we'll see. I hope Israel can win because I want to see his wave continue to go. Because he is what MMA needs. He is the next superstar. He's the next McGregor. He's the next Rousey. He is. He's the next John Jones. Israel is. And I want to see him keep riding that wave. So I'm going to go out of Sonya. TKO. Fifth 
round, all right? Also, we got the Women's Strawweight Championship, mm. a fight that I'm interested in. We got my girl, Joanna Chertankchek. Sorry if I butchered your name. Facing the Women's Strawweight Champion, Wailai Zong, all right? 20-1 and one versus Joanna, 16-3. and three. Joanna is a former uh, Strawweight Champion, finally getting another crack at the title. Black, who you got winning this fight? <laughs> what round? And why? Man, I think uh, I think this fight gets fight of the night, man. I think this okay, fight gets fight of the night. You're right, it's written all over it. Yep. Um, man, I like I like Juana, man. I yeah. mean, just the things that she's done over her career, yeah. the power, uh, the movements, how fast she is. But man, uh, what's the? I can't think of a name. Zong. Z- That's her last name. Zong. Yeah. This girl is the real deal. She is, sir. And she is. <laughs> she is, sir. Man, um, Joanna gonna be game, man. But I got Zong winning this yeah. by uh by stoppage in the second round. You got Zong beating Joanna. Okay, I'm going the other way. I got Joanna, man. I think I think I think Joanna. This is the perfect fight for her. The striking. Her and Zong like. This is going to be a great stand-up fight. Now, Zon can get you to the ground, but Yuana has great takedown defense. She's never, she's never been taken down and held down. She can get right back up. I'm going to go with Yuana, go uh, man. I'm, I'm going to go with her to be the new champion, a two-time champion, man. I just think this is the fight that makes... I knew she couldn't beat Rose. I knew she couldn't beat her from the first time she fought her because of just the dimension Rose has gave her, bro. I knew it. And then she went up and fought uh the assassin Joe Chanch. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Valentina. Valentina Shoshaka. Like I knew she couldn't beat her. I said I don't even know why this fight is happening. But I think Joanna's gonna do it. So I'm gonna go Yana. I'm gonna go Joanna. I'm gonna go third round TKO. Mm. I think she catches her late, and I hope, I hope that I'm not coming on the next sports desk with new. Middleweight champion and Zong win the belt. I just hope this isn't me. What did you think about the what you, I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. Everybody out there know I beat him. I controlled the fight. He was missing. I hit him clean more times. I beat him. So I hope that's just not me when we come in and do the next episode of the Sports Day. So UFC 248, UFC 248 this Saturday night, this Saturday night, March 7th, 10 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Two mega fights, two championship fights. Y'all check it out, man. Of course, we'll break down everything uh, on the sports test on the next episode. All right, so we're going to cover some high school basketball, and we're going to get into some other news, and we're going to get out of here, man. So, Black Championship Week and high school sports. Before you go, man, I want to give a shout-out to the Impact High School, man. My bro, Chris Rozier, man, one of the assistant coaches on that squad. They didn't believe in my boy. They didn't believe in the team, but they are going to Lakeland, man. So shout out Impact School, man, <laughs> going down to Lakeland. Shout out Rozier, man. Do your thing, bro. Yeah, man. Shout out to all the kids, man. It's it's time to go to state. Championship. It's championship time. So uh, Class 2A, man, like, like DJ said, man, shout out to Impact Christian Academy, man. They got to win over... Over North Florida uh, education in the regional semifinals. So Impact is moving on to the regional semifinals in Lakeland on uh, February on I'm sorry on March ooh, March 
and they don't have the day here. On March 4th, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. March 4th, mm-hmm. they're moving on to play Florida A&M. I guess I'm, I'm thinking that's a, I'm guessing that's a team from out of Tallahassee. Uh-huh. And then we have in the in the class 3A. And I've heard, I heard that this game was everything. I heard that it was packed to the Raptors. Jackson gets to win over uh, over Windermere Prep. 54 to 53 in a game winner, last second game winner to move on to state. And they will be playing March 4th at 8 o'clock. They will be playing against uh the community school of Naples uh, okay. on uh March 4th at 8 o'clock. So shout out to Jackson High School, man, for yeah, making, it, Jackson, making sure. it to Lakeland. Yeah, and, uh, we had Paxson get a win over we had a Paxson get a win over Bishop Kennedy. Uh, just just beat them down, man. Obliterate them, boys. Uh, yeah, got them out of here. Yeah, they get sixty nine to fifty six. Man, Paxson moves on. Overall, number one C in their in their district, and they're moving on. They will be playing Strahan. I'm probably butchering the school name. Strahan. Uh, they will be playing them on on March fifth at ten a.m. in the morning. So y'all look out for these games, man. And to all the teams here in the city, man. Good, uh, good luck to y'all who in state, and then all the teams that didn't make it, man. Great hell year. of a year, Great good year. year. Great year. You know, it's always next year, but man, shout that shout out all the kids that's doing the athletes here in Duval County who's doing good things. But we getting ready for state. We're gonna have those state uh, regionals for y'all, and we're gonna have the state finals uh, when that comes too. Yeah, man. Shout out all the kids. Like Black said, shout out all the kids, man. Everybody who got the opportunity to go for a championship. Like, good luck to y'all, man. Like, y'all relish this time, this this opportunity, man. Have fun. Lock in and go for the ring, man. Like, I wish I had the opportunity to be a state champion. I don't know. I don't know any state champ. Oh, I know Tay. Tay got a state championship when he, he was playing for a ring. He got two rings. So, Tay know how I feel like to win a state championship, man. So, shout out Tay, man. But, hey, y'all go do your thing, man. All right, we're going to get into some other news and we're going to get out of here, man. But we want to kick off some other news. I'm not going to play any music behind this one. Um, We had the great Corky Rogers. All right, pass away. All right, legendary high school football coach uh, for the Bulls Bulldogs, man. He was the all-time uh, high school winning high school head coach in the state of Florida at 326 and 65 and 1. All right, he is top 20 active coach. He was one of the top 20 coaches all-time, man, in records, man. Like, he is top 50 all-time nationally, man. So, um Shout out to Corky, man, a great coach. I remember when I was coming up, man, and with Trinity Christian and those battles that they had, and and Corky tried to recruit my brother. I believe he tried to recruit my brother to come there, but my brother ultimately ended up going to Trinity Christian. I believe that's what happened. I'm not really sure, but um, just want to tip our hat to Corky Rogers, man. Say rest in peace, man. Prayers and thoughts. Uh, to your family, man. You're a legend, man. And, and you'll always live on in Jacksonville, man. I know the Bulldogs uh be doing something special for you, yeah, man. So rest in peace, Corky Rogers, man. Yeah, rest hey, in coach. peace. Rest hey, in peace, Corky Rogers. Corky Rogers, man. All right, man. So we're going to get into some other news, man. We're going to get out of here, man. It's not too much on the docket with other news, man. Shout out Rich, man. Shout out, shout out Double R, man. Let's see what we got, Black. All right, so we got the Carolina Panthers, man. They came out this week and said they are going to be sticking with Cam Newton for now. All right, so that leads me to believe that that's not set in stone. That leads me to believe that there's something still there with Cam Newton possibly not being in the Carolina Panthers uniform. Also, Tony Romo. Whether you you love him or you hate him, he was one of my favorites, man. I love seeing Tony play, but... 
He has signed a multi-year deal to make $17 million a year to stay with CBS. He was in a bidding war with ESPN and the Monday Night Football crew, but ultimately, Tony decided to stay with CBS. I think that's the best move, in my opinion. I love hearing Tony uh, on CBS, all right? Uh, what else we got? Seth Curry, ready to return. Seth Curry ready to return. He's almost being cleared. Expected for him to be playing uh, soon. Very soon, all right? Kyrie Irving, out for the year. Kyrie Irving, out for the year. Uh, with a shoulder, he's going to have to have surgery. Um, so, best of luck to Kyrie. Him and uh, Kevin Durant. Him and Kevin Durant uh, should be coming back strong next year. So, Kyrie Irving, out for the year. AJ Green, he won the Cincinnati Bengals. Don't do it. Don't tag me. Don't tag me. But they apparently will be doing so this week. AJ Green. Yep. AJ Green. He going to hold out. And he's going to hold out for a long time just so he don't have to be insisting that anymore. All right. And then last but not least, we broke it here just a few minutes ago on the sports desk. Wilder, Fury, 3, Las Vegas, Nevada, July 18th. It is happening, man. Also, the Lakers wave Troy Daniels. And apparently, they're going to be working out Dion Waiters this week. Shout out Seth for shooting me to assist on this. So, this is right now happening. Dion Waiters possibly working out and getting on to replace Troy Daniels. If Dion Waiters coming in with his head straight, I like it. If he coming in and be who we've seen him be in previous years in Cleveland and OKC, I like it. So, we'll see how it goes. Shout out Ryder Rich, man. Y'all can get out, you know, check out the box, man. Title, Google, iTunes, all that, man. You know what I'm saying? All right, man. So what a show. We had a great show today. We want to thank our special guest, man. We want to thank my man, Cedric Farr, a.k.a. Tyrone Cobble, a.k.a. Gators Main, a.k.a. Not in the car with his dogs trying to get a championship in L.A. But say, man, you got anything else you want to say, man? We appreciate you having here, man. It was such a great time. You did a great job for us. Just appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, for sure. Looking forward to the college football talk. Yeah, it's gonna be real interesting. This yeah, song, yeah, all the lies yeah. is gonna be told. <laughs> <laughs> so you know we gonna uh, y'all been hearing said today. Y'all heard smooth. Of course you got Fred. So we're gonna be having more personalities here on the sports desk, man, to help us fuel the sports talk, man. This is what we have been doing just as friends, you know, over the, our our lifetime, man. And we're gonna be bringing it to you guys, the listeners. So we hope you guys are enjoying it. So Black, you got anything else to add before we get out of here, man? No, man. Just want to thank all our listeners, man, mm -hmm. and. Everything that we got going on is big deal, man. New sports uh, desk. Everything about the sports decks. Both oh, about both our shows, man. I love everything New that we're doing. Desk. Uh just just want to give a shout out to my homeboy for the shoot we had yesterday. Everything went well. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my wife for mm -hmm. uh being behind the camera doing that work for so us. Blood. So I love you, baby. Shout out to you. And man, just thanking all our listeners again. On Twitter, Instagram, wherever it may be. Thank y'all for showing us love. Yeah, definitely, man. I, you know, Black kind of kicked it off, but we had a photo shoot yesterday, man. Me and Black took some dope pictures, man. Shout out my blood for coming through, uh, helping us out with that, man. We're going to be debuting those pictures uh, on Tuesday when you got, well, right now, when you're hearing the show, the pictures will be out on our page. But uh, shout out to Al Pete and shout out to NPN, man. Al Pete's going to do some stuff with those photos and put a piece out uh, about the sports desk, man. And those pictures will be on there as well. So it's kind of dope, me and Black being a tag team. We kind of went with that theme. So I'm not going to really tell you 
what the pictures look like. You'll have to see them for yourself, man. But they went really good, man. And, and um, you know, we had a good time. Um, so thank you for all our listeners, all our support. Top five, y'all are rolling with that, man. We thank y'all. Keep, keep, keep giving us, you know, your thoughts on your top five, man. Any questions, anything y'all want to know? If y'all disagree with me, disagree with Black, disagree with Said, anything. Like, let us know, man. We want to interact with our listeners, man. And we want to, uh, we want to uh, keep keep the ball rolling, man. So once again, man, this is your homeboy, your man's Deirdre L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists. And this is your man, Black, one of your favorite sportsologists. You can hit me on Twitter and Instagram at BlackENL3. Same here, man. You can hit me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Dedrick Hicks Jr. Said, if they want to get at you, man, where can they find you, man? Uh, on Twitter, Tyrone Koppel, yes, a.k.a. Gators, man. Gators, man. All right, that's where you can find my dog, man. So, again, man, we appreciate all the support, man, and we'll kick it with y'all next week on the Sports Desk. It's Reduce Lunch Sports. You heard a new episode from the Sports Desk, bruh? Man, turn that other show off, bruh. Nah, bruh. LeBron James. LeBron James. The following announcement has been paid for by the Reduce Lunch Action Sports News Desk.